Really threw this one together, didn't we, boys? What's going on, everybody? I am joined today by uh, Keaton's step-in co-host, Dylan Connell. Uh, Keaton is taking some well-deserved leave, and today we have this amazing special guest, Jazzy Carter. Yes. Hyped <laughs> <laughs> to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much for having me. Does everything feel different now? The camera's like on and the, the red record button is on. So we've been yeah, sitting here talking shit for the last like half an hour. <laughs> I had to see like because I can hear it. I was like, what is that gonna sound like? Nah, it's good. It's Whatever you satisfying, want. Chocolate milk ASMR. Have you been, Jazz? I've been good. Just came well, we all we both did. Just finished. This is scootering, 31 days of filming in Melbourne and Brisbane. And that was fucking intense. It was very, very fun. It was like, it, you, I thought it was going to go quick, but it just kept going. It was so crazy. Yeah, and it was like, pretty gnarly. By the end of it, I think most of us were pretty, like, so down for it to end because it was just like every day was like more and more chance of someone getting hurt. We were all mentally drained, but I knew that once it was finished, we were going to be shattered. It was over. And yeah, it's like it's like a bittersweet thing almost. That's how I felt at least. Um, already, I made that little like Insta clip montage of like the end, and I've like rewatched it so many times because it's just so. Uh, it was such a good time, but yeah. Yeah, you captured a lot in that one minute. Oh, yeah, it was, it was pretty pretty accurate representation of our time. It was fun. It was great. I think we all came pretty close together in the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not literally, but yes, we were all we were all very close in the end. No, yeah. it was awesome. I'm hyped for everyone to see it. What what is it today? Is it the second? Is it the second of the month? Yes, third of the month. So it's been over yeah. for two days officially. Yeah. yeah, and I saw jokes in the group chat already. Like, all right, take two. Yeah, this it was month, immediately like, all right, again. this is scootering again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I might just uh, turn the aircon back on. Yeah, go hard. Yeah, I don't know about you, but for me, Melbourne felt like it went longer than two weeks. Yeah. And then Brisbane really quick. So was it like the opposite for you because you live in Melbourne? Yeah, if Melbourne was real quick for me, that was hectic. I mean, everything kind of blended into, because everyone was together in Melbourne, like we were all in the apartment every day we were riding the city, every night we were out filming. Each day kind of blended into the next and it was just so yeah. damn quick. Whereas Brisbane, everyone was a bit more separated. A few people took days off and everything just went Way so more different, like, living situations yeah. too. More people had their own house, certain people staying together and stuff. Yeah. And we more spread out. Definitely didn't see everyone. It wasn't as, like, tight-knit in, yeah, in Queensland. Yeah. But it was great to see everyone kind of still have that motivation to, like, come back out and, like, get it done. And it definitely put people into more stressful scenarios. The... Um, Timing was pretty lucky, I think, that considering the lockdown that just started in... Like, a lockdown just started in Melbourne, didn't it? Yeah. For, you know... So... Rona is back in Not even effect, sure if... Like. Not even <laughs> sure if I, sh I should leave right now, because I think I can. But that was... Cause well, that you're was moving to Brisbane, aren't you? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the theme with this podcast. Oh, like this trip. <laughs> this whole trip. When are you making yeah. the move? Everyone on this podcast so far has been out of Brisbane that has moved to yeah. No, Brisbane. I refuse. I refuse. To I follow the... No, to follow the to. trend. I can't. You need to have some other riders in Australia that don't live in Brisbane. Yeah, I respect, out, I respect creating the scene here and, like, making it so <laughs> sick. But, nah, got to have... you got to have a reason to come and visit me in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've seen him say it. Here and now, and it's gonna 
It's gonna change. <laughs> That's bullshit. Yeah. You know yeah. it is. Yeah, I know. I know. I, th- I, I may. Um, I may make the move eventually. And yeah. the thing is, like, a few riders from Melbourne are already kind of. Like Ollie, he's kind of like on his way out. I'm pretty sure eventually, like on his way out of Melbourne and to yeah, Brisbane. yeah. <laughs> no, he's, oh. his his working visa's up. I'm pretty sure. So oh, he's damn. He's gonna have to leave eventually. Cam is gonna make the move back to Brisbane. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. See, he's from Brisbane. Left, went to Melbourne. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no. Nah, Realized how terrible me- uh, Melbourne was. Brisbane's where it's he out. found Sounds himself. Sounds like you're saying meth. Realize how terrible meth was. In Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> well, meth is terrible. It is. But, he know, went there, went to the meth capital, and just <laughs> just got into is it? it. Isn't it the ecstasy capital? Every yeah, welcome it would to be. Melbourne, uh, ecstasy capital. That's where it would be. But yeah. there's like every every like regional town in Australia has is like a meth capital. Oh. <laughs> Everywhere, bro. Yeah, we're like in a meth capital Australia right now. Is like a meth. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It would be. Do for they sure. have meth in America? Yeah, but it's called, it called it's meth? not called meth here. It's called ice here. Like, oh, and what's it called thing. in America? Yeah, it's meth. meth. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. For awesome. any Americans watching. Yeah, so I think <laughs> I might make the move to Brisbane. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We can, <laughs> um, I'm just kind of shooting the shit. No, nah, Melbourne's good though. We've got a good crew there of a handful of riders. But um, yeah, I don't know. I like it. And particularly after, wow, like the trip we just had where like I got to see some of the best riders in the world kind of look at my city from a different perspective Yeah, yep. was awesome because a lot of the clips I filmed in Melbourne of spots I've never looked at or we rode them for long enough for me to like look at them differently and then kind of approach it like more creatively. Yeah. So now it's kind of got me super hyped on so many spots to go back to. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Particularly seeing like Reese, Zayden, all those people and how they've been looking at Melbourne. It's like, Oh my God, like I've never seen it this way before. So that's been really, really sick. Um, and also there was like that many clips I got robbed on in oh, Melbourne that I have to go back well, to. Well, now you've just had some practice on them for the past. Yeah. I always thought um, like Melbourne to me was the street mecca of spots in Australia. And it's funny that the scene didn't like grow yeah. so much bigger there because of that. And so many people comment on, uh, you know, videos like from Brisbane and the Brisbane scene and stuff like, oh my God, those spots are so sick. And living in Brisbane, we're always like, I feel like it's a real struggle and we don't mm-hmm. have like all the best spots. I always looked at it like Sydney and Melbourne had way better. The spots. grass is always greener on the other side. Exactly. That's got to be it. Nah, but for real, non-biased. Nah, the, Melbourne's the, nah, got spots. The cityscape like, in Melbourne, I think would be yeah. the best. Like yeah. the city... And that was the thing, like Kai had so many p- spots planned outside of the city. Mm. and we did like out of the 14 days we were there we did two days that weren't in the city and okay, every single yeah. day was just like ticking off everything in the city and 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 we still weren't even finished and by the Do end you reckon of you it, hit every single spot <laughs> <in>? <laughs> look if we had another two weeks we would have come close man it was it was ridiculous we'd like go to we'd have all right we've got this spot planned and this spot planned and we'd go to the first one and go to like 50 in between and yeah. we would never we missed out on so much because there was just so much, un- so many unpredictable spots that we hit. But yeah, I, I feel the same. I always, I, in my opinion, I think New South Wales and Australia is the best in terms of just diversity. Like Sydney City is really sick. Their regional suburbs have all like the best rails. Their schools mm. are sick. I think New South Wales is the best overall yeah. for like everything. Yeah. Brisbane is like rails. Like there's just so much. And mm. the city's sick too. Melbourne yeah. is kind of... Brisbane definitely lacks ledges. Like, yeah, that's fucking all Melbourne has. It's well, ridiculous. That, I feel like that's such a, and you can totally see it in like Brisbane clips and Brisbane 
Brisbane Riders and stuff, but I never progressed on like the you know the bigger gnarlier rails. But you go around with all the boys, and that's like it's just rails, so many rails everywhere. And I'm always just like, oh, I want a nice little ledge spot with a rail next to it. And Melbourne is just. Yeah, I mean, if, at least if you've seen, like, the Nike videos that have been popping out of Nike Australia, mm. a lot of it's Melbourne and a lot of it's ledges. Yeah. And there's just... And since then, since then, there's been, like, so many more ledge spots that are just popping up because mm. that's where they're just making, like, so many more spots rideable. Maybe Nike's getting in with the... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, they're just, like... No, I think they're just... Yeah, I think them. Melbourne is just yeah. popping off so much more at the moment. Yeah, like, cause, and even, skate, like, even when we were... This is a funny story. We were filming at night time... Mm-hmm. Um, probably like the last, the third last day or something of the trip in Melbourne, and we came across Nike like filming for like probably the video that just came out. Yeah, wouldn't, that's right, dude. Wouldn't did you be surprised. Them, did you give him my card? My card? Your card? Yeah, for like, Syndicate. Yeah, like man, this let's link. We we rode past him and Dylan and stuff like stopped like to watch, and I immediately felt the vibe. I was just kind of like. We can't be here. Imagine because if I, someone did that to you when you're trying exactly. to film a clip. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I flicked the scenario. I was like, if I was filming a, tr- a clip right now and the whole fucking Nike team just came up. Nah, if it was the Nike team to, to of you, course. you'd be like... It, yeah. is a, it is a different scenario, <laughs> yeah. but like I, I just could tell. Yeah. And I was like, we got to get out of here. Like yeah, we just can't, whack, we yeah. can't crowd this yeah. spot. And it was um, weird though, because there was a Seki at the spot with them, watching them Maybe skate. they... Maybe they gave the Seki yeah, some like Nike I money. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. It was weird. And then you me. know what you should have done is gone and just like started filming on the same spot. It was hilarious. <laughs> just get Dylan with the camera, like push the dude over. Like <laughs> we're trying to get scooter clips here, dude. We rode past and they were just screaming my name the whole time. And, and then we Wait, like who was the Nike team? They like, knew. Yeah, like I, I see that. I see like a lot of them. I've traded spots with a lot of them before. Yeah, and a lot of them yeah. are cool dudes. Sick. But it was very uncomfortable yeah. because it's like a big team of dudes, and then yeah. you and then can't tell if it's like yelling at you in a supportive or yeah. like a friendly or like a, you know, like yeah. so yeah. it's a bit intimidating. And Oi, I just <laughs> I just didn't like it, particularly at nighttime when you just yeah. can't even see faces. Get um, stabbed in the streets by the Nike team. <laughs> but yeah, Melbourne has been popping off, yeah. like for sure. And it was sick to see everyone look at it so differently. Yeah, but we didn't even touch like as much as we could have. Yeah. Well, uh, that will all be seen very soon. The, the dissidents, what is it? Dissidents, not coalition dissidents. This is scootering. We've talked about yeah. it every podcast so far. Cause from when we started this podcast with Will, he was just getting ready for it. And then you were on your episode, we're talking about how you're going to be filming it. Levi was talking about how he was going to be in it. So anyone watching these podcasts has definitely surely got enough hype you know, is going to be hyped up enough for that um, video. But I guess we could move it on to maybe we could we could start from the end, like where where you're at at the moment, where you've been living and what you've been doing through. I guess like COVID mm. has been the big the big thing that changed <coughs> lives for a lot of people, just changed styles. Yeah, a lot. Well, I've been up to. On the, you know, last year. I'll give you like COVID COVID wise. So I started January 1st. She funny, like the 31st of 2019, December, I was like in, left the city as the fireworks were going off and just went straight to the airport. And I was planning on being 
in Europe and Asia for the entirety of last year. And this is what, the last day of 2019? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I wanted to start on January 1st, 2020 and just do the whole year yeah. overseas. Okay. Because I'd done 18, 2018, 2019, a lot of 2017, just all overseas. And I wanted to yeah. like, okay, this whole year, I'm just not even going to be in Australia and just make the most of it. So I started that and went straight to Milan because I was doing Milan Fashion Week, which was yeah. super fun. And... Um, did a few shows there, which was really cool, and like I'm I have definitely going to come back to that and ask yeah, you to yeah. explain that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, and there's a sick Milan scene. Shout out, shout out to Mafia Patino, good homie. Like um, the Italian scene is getting stronger, and they're doing awesome street jams there. Yeah, um, seen the wise dudes do lots of trips. Yeah, 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 it's cool. There's a lot of awesome people in the Milan scene. Yeah. I've only ridden in Milan, and there's in Verona and there's other places, but. It's growing for sure, and it was okay, super sick yeah. to see that. But I was mainly there for, for modeling stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of just moved between Paris, Milan, and Barcelona in those two couple months before COVID. Yeah. And it really sucked because entire time I've been modeling, I've been trying to get signed in Paris. And Paris is like the most competitive place to kind of get signed. And yep. about a month before COVID, I got an agency there, and I did a couple shows for some big brands I was super hyped for. And then... COVID hit right as I was in Italy, right as Italy had the absolute worst of it. Oh, that's right. They got smashed. It was like the yep. first country outside of China that yep. got like hit with it really hard. yeah. And I was like, I remember being in like my room and like looking at the news and seeing that Italy was stuffed and I was looking at the region and it says, yeah, the greater Lombardia region. That was right where I was. I was like, oh my God. And 24 hours after that, um, it was like, you need to get out now or you're not getting out. And I escaped Italy straight into Paris. Um, and a lot of my friends got stuck in Italy and they couldn't leave for about six months. Wow. And in the first few weeks, they were telling us they were starving because all the supermarkets were like completely shut down. Damn. It was like lockdown, but next level, you could not leave your house. Yeah. Like proper. Definitely know. did not feel any of that in. No. You know, Brisbane, Australia, like I kind of, that actually sounds gnarly. It was yeah. gnarly, but at the same time it was exciting because it was like, it, sound, it sounds sadistic. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was like a movie. It was like yeah. get into the airport, everyone's rushing straight yeah. into Paris. I had two weeks in Paris. Pandemic uh, shit. Before pa like France was yeah. like, all right, the border's closing in six hours. You need to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Left, went to Barcelona. So is this like France on the on the phone to you? Is that no, <laughs> no. Like you're seeing it everywhere. Yeah. Like you're in the streets and there's big, big screens and like everyone's and you just Tourists on your phone. Go home. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you want to leave, you have to leave now. And wow. in in Spain, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to Barcelona. It should be okay there. Me and Tommy Dang actually had a trip to Japan that we were we'd organized that we were going to do maybe about two weeks from this time. So I was like, I'll just chill in Barcelona and then I'll just go to Japan. Japan should be fine COVID-wise. Mm. The moment I flew into Barcelona, they were like, we closing the border in 24 hours. So it was just like border closure, border closure. And I was like, okay, the whole world is like getting stuffed with it now. How and much are you spending on flights right now? Well, in <laughs> in in Europe, it's oh, it's true. the equivalent to like Sydney and, 60, yeah. $70 yeah, Australian yeah, yeah, for like yeah. a one-way flight, which is yeah, nothing for what you're doing. Yeah. It's not like when you're going from Australia. To no, Europe it's and it like costs two grand. grand. Yeah, true. Um, no, it's chill. Yeah. But um, I had to decide like then and there if I was going to stay in Barcelona through lockdown or if I was going to go home. Yeah. And at that time, it was really, really bad. So it was like, I have to just go. Um, and got yeah, on. It's the not like it would have been 
a usual yeah. trip in Barcelona. It would no. Be a shit, six months. There like. were homies um, coming into Barcelona, like the day I was, to stay at the Ethic House mm. or the house where Maxime, August, yeah. um, Rudy and stuff live. And they were coming there because they wanted to spend lockdown in Barcelona because they like some of them are from like Reunion Island, which is um, little island off of France where uh, there's okay, nowhere yeah, to go. Yeah. So they were like, we need to get to Barcelona because otherwise we'll have nothing to do for yeah. the next six months. Yeah. But I, I had no idea what the future looked like. So I just went home, yeah. went back to Australia. Two, two weeks quarantine? Yes. But in I. A hotel? No, I missed out on that by like. I was like going to say, don't rat yourself out on anything like illegal. No. Because they're like chasing that shit up. It was weird, man. Like, so I came back to Australia and then mm. they just kind of hand you a form and they're just like, okay, go home, do two weeks quarantine. I got onto like a bus, a train, met my mom like at the station and then went home. I said, don't rat yourself out. Well, you know, they know now, <laughs> yeah, but like, long, that's the thing. That's it it was legal. Like they didn't, yeah, they didn't yeah, stop yeah. us from doing it. They're just like, okay, you make your, make your way home. Make you your way home and stay home. Yeah. And that was how I had to get home, yeah. you know? Um, and this, I only found out maybe like five months after, but I found out I had COVID um, that I had no idea about. I had to get like a blood test at the doctor and I had like an antibody test and he was like, yeah, well, so, you know, you've had COVID at some point. I was like, oh, true. And he's like, yeah, like you've got the antibodies. So, and I was like, damn. Does that mean you're like good? The antibodies? I, I think so. Like I think so. I don't think that's I don't like a surety. Any but, of that stuff, but um, neither. But I, I, at I, one point, you were yeah, just well, a COVID super spreader walking around. I assume if, because I had to do two weeks quarantine with the moment I got back into Australia with my mum and dad. And yeah. they had to stay home too because they work at a school and they were yeah, exposed to me. Yeah. My parents are quite old and they would have gotten it immediately if I had it because I was like, yeah. so I'm oh, pretty so certain you, you I had it in Europe. Oh, like, I'm pretty certain I had it in Europe and I didn't because yeah. otherwise they would have gotten it instantly for this sure. This is news to me. Yeah. I mean, you well, haven't really hung out a lot because you've been on the, well, yeah. since you've been up here, you've been on the on the riding tip. So Yeah, yeah no, it wow. was. That's it, news. It was gnarly. <laughs> it was just like one thing after the other. And like when I was in France, like I'd have, I was sick for a little while, but I was quite ignorant to what it may be. Mm. And it was just friend after friend <laughs> that would just hit me up. They'd be like, yo, I've got to let you know I've got COVID. I've got to tell people who I was around. I was like France, Spain, Italy, all these people who would tell me that, like get, send me a message like, yo, I've got COVID. I've got to let you know. And then I started to think maybe was I that person that was, <laughs> was giving it to them. <laughs> But at the same time, it was everywhere, so I have yeah, no idea. Yeah, yeah. I never really felt anything. I was pretty okay, yeah. but um, it was just a crazy, crazy Damn, time. that's hectic. Yeah. And yeah, so you got home and, yeah. Yeah, just two weeks quarantine, and then the moment that finished was the moment Melbourne went into, like, its strictest lockdown, and it was, I like... I remember you posting on your story about that. It finished... Yep, straight away. I got like one day outside oh, and yeah. then it just went into the harshest lockdown. One of the harshest lockdowns of the yeah. world. Like where what like it is now, like level four. Yeah. Shit. yeah. Where you but can't. for like two weeks. Yeah. So. No, this was like six months. This was like, this was like three months. Then we got a little window of like it slowing down, but you couldn't leave like a 10K radius of the house. And then it went straight back in. And like I was just bound to my flat bar at home and it was just like insanity like i was just losing my mind that is like a blur to me like i remember hearing about it and it being bad but that just sounds like a different level of fucked up it sucks that's crazy it was gnarly i mean me for me and everyone in the victorian scene like particularly i felt the worst for the park riders like people like angus hughes and miles curry and all those kinds of dudes because like we like at least at me max we could ride our flat bars yeah, and, and yeah. get some kind of joy whereas they're pretty much like 
their whole life is big ramps yeah, and yeah, like yeah. practicing and yep. progressing yeah. for ISA. Yeah. They couldn't do anything. And like we could at least get creative. I could at least like get creative on my flat bar and learn new tricks. And I was fine. Like yeah. I could do that and kind of have my outlet. Yeah. But for them, like they couldn't do anything. And like, that's why a lot of those, those guys were really suffering last year. Cause they couldn't even try to compete Damn. like or try yeah, and have yeah. fun. You know, that sucks. Dude, um, Kiefer would be stoked to have the Mega Ranch in his backyard oh during my that God. time. Yeah, we went to um, the Mega Ranch in Melbourne during our time, which is the goddamn 28-foot-high vert quarter pipe, and I think it's maybe a 20-foot mega ramp. And that thing looks so scary, dude. It's just this kid's backyard. It, to be honest, it looks like, no hate, but like dodgy <laughs> when I saw the... Oh, it's good. No, it's when it's, I saw that, it just looks like you... Fly right off the side and die. I mean, you could, but you got to know what you're doing to ride it. Yeah. Like. You could. The more sketchy thing was people standing on top, and like there's no railing for to, to not to stop you from falling like 30 feet to the I ground. I would have had mad vertigo even just being up. Dude, the there. biggest rolling for it is like 40 foot high. Did you roll down any of them? No, no. I didn't pay to ride it. Oh, so you're just filming? Yeah, yeah. At the end, I rolled down the lander. Did anyone pay to ride it? I saw the messages in the group chat, like, "Yo, everyone, send you yeah. money." Yeah, I, I <laughs> think money. like three or four of us did, and then by the end of it, everyone did because we were there all day, and yeah. like no one could kind of like stop themselves yeah, to yeah. ride it. Yeah. Um, well, how much is it? It was fifty bucks for the day, which yeah. is like when you think about it, once like, in, not, yeah. not once in a lifetime, but you know, once in one fucking mega ramp in the country. Yeah. Like, it nah, was insane. Yeah. Like, I'm so stoked that we got to go there and, yeah. you know, and like, just is, experience is, that. Isn't he the... We talked about him on the He's other... He's on Nitro. Yeah, we talked about him on the other um, podcast on yours. Did we? I don't think yeah, we did. Yeah, we said um, he's the guy that... He did, like, the first 900 or the yeah, youngest yeah, yeah, 900 yeah, yeah. or yeah. something. And this he kid got, was gnarly. Yeah, he was yeah. so sick. And he was riding this at one of, like, Kai's scooter. And like yeah, bar yeah. spinning, like so far. Is he above. like a famous pro skater, the kid? I think like he's like an up and comer. Oh, uh, he okay, must. Yeah, I think yeah. he's famous within Nitro and stuff, but yeah, I, I don't know him okay. too well. But like he's, he's like a his shredder. dad who like owns the yeah, ramp, yeah. like an old famous pro skater. Don't know. Kinda? I think oh, okay. uh, it could be, but from from what it, my experience, he just seemed like a really supportive guy. Yeah, and like yeah. he was, it was awesome. It's such a sick experience. And like, I went there. I was like, I just want to drop in the vert. And yeah. it is so damn oververt. Looking up there gives you like the most vertigo you, you could. You just ever. want to drop in the vert. Into the yeah, into that. <laughs> in the quarter. Yeah. So I didn't. Dude, Recent like, stuff did. Yeah. But I could not do it. It was it was way too intense. Clay should have been there. That was <laughs> yeah. freaking epic. He should have just come for fun. Yeah. Dude, when you're standing at the top of that quarter, it's like the type of ramp that you like just look over the edge and you're like, nah. You can't like, even look over the edge. You can't even picture dropping in because it's like all you see is the bottom, you but know? It sh- Surely it's not oververt. It would be built in a way that it's, it's just vert. vert. Yeah, but, but is it like the vert part is like as big as that wall? Like, oh I'll God. give you an example. Like Reese Jones, like fifty dropped it, and he dropped like seven feet before <laughs> he fucking hit transition. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. I think we'll take it from there too. Uh, you know, right back to the start, and I'm sure it is a very long. Story. We do have a lot of a lot of time. As much as you're comfortable with, uh, you know, yeah. lending to us, let us know <coughs> the the origin story of the now very very okay. famous. Um, what, is, what inspired Justin you to jump on a Carter. scooter? What was it that I'll led you with... to knowing that your life's purpose was riding for Syndicate? 
<laughs> It'd be pretty I'm apparent sorry. from the beginning. No, I'll, I'll start a bit with the skateboarding because it's a funny story. Yeah. I remember being like five years old and I always wanted a skateboard. Like coolest thing I'd ever seen. Looked amazing. I remember being at like a shopping center and out the front there was like a little rail with like a five stair. And I just have this glimpse in my head. I remember that what happened. My mom was like kicking out all these skateboarders at the spot, like screaming at them. Why was she doing that? Because she hated skateboarding. She like, I always... But she didn't work there. No, 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 no. She no. was a... a so hit, we she were, was being a hero. Yeah. Oh. We were just at the shop. She saw the skateboarders Rough. and just like, yeah. nah, get out. You're destroying public property. And every time I'd ask for a skateboard, she'd never let me have yeah. one because she had this image of these punk kids, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I didn't want me to get into that. But I think I just asked one for long enough. And eventually my cousin just gave me his secondhand skateboard. Yeah. And yeah, I did that for from when I was about six, five years old till I was about twelve. Awesome, filmed a lot of stuff, had the best time. But eventually, I was filmed just stuff between still six unreleased, and twelve, still unreleased. So oh shit, there's a couple dudes from Melbourne, Jeff Cook, who used to ride for Vans Crew. He switched front lip, Hollywood High, first person to do that. So wow. sick. Wow. He filmed a lot of stuff of me, and I and I still haven't seen the footage, but he still has it. Wait. Like as a skater, because you were because you were shredding. Yeah, like he was yeah, like, yeah. Wow, okay. I rocked up to so the park a little, one day. A little shredder, like I was yeah. at the park one day. And my skateboard had like it was a World Industries board, and both the tails were like just flat from shredding it for so long. And he's just like, "Yo, next time I see you, I'll give you some boards." And the next time I saw him, he gave me like four skateboards. Wow, the DVD of their like crew. Yeah, and that yeah. just got me going. I was so hyped. Um, and then he filmed whatever I was doing when I was with him. Yeah, I never did see the footage. He still has it. So yeah. one day I will see myself very or he'll flip the three flat three at Frankston. It was my pinnacle of skating. Um, wow, that's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Always wanted to see it. Still haven't, but one day. What's his name? Jeff Cook. Jeff Cook. Come through with the goods. Yeah, no, he's, he's a legend. Got some Put it on YouTube, cons. monetize that shit. Juzzy's name <laughs> in the title. Man, you'll make bank off that. Um, but yeah, eventually um, skateboarding, uh, I was a little smart ass. Like I had no uh, no understanding of skate park etiquette, any personal qualities of like how to be a good person at the park. Like someone would be trying a trick and I would try it with them and land it. Like it like that's like most little kid shredders. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I, and they hated that. So I kind of isolated myself a bit from any yeah. making any skate friends at least. And those guys who were filming me ended up like, you know, going to America yeah, yeah, yeah. and at my local park, it was just quite isolated and I had no one. And when I started high school, I, the friends, I really wanted to be a part of like the popular group, like, as a lot of kids do. Yeah, for sure. And those kids were all riding scooters. And I was genuinely, genuinely like, this is sick. I've never seen scootering That's before. so weird how you just said that. Sorry to cut you off. But like the popular kids were scooter riders. Yeah, like, definitely. Well, crazy. of course you guys would remember like 2008, seven, eight, nine. Like in Australia, scootering was like the trend. Like it was yeah. the trendy thing to do for sure. I didn't really touch one until 2011. So Ooh. I was like, yeah. Well, that was my memory. Because I remember yeah. like... All the skaters, like, back in that era would jump on a scooter at the skate park because it was just fun and sick yep. and, like... That was me, skateboarding and, like, seeing a scooter and, like, playing on it at the skate park but then, like, getting yeah. back on my and skateboard. That was before all, like, the scooter hate became, like, a... It's like a meme. Yeah. Like a mainstream yeah. meme almost. It was when Cody was releasing parts, like... Okay. It's yeah. when Cody was... I remember... Is that like punk scooters? Yeah. Is that punk the famous scooters. Like Cody part? Yeah, yeah, like the Razor one, like all that stuff. The true king. Yeah, right. the king. But yeah. I remember being at school and 
my, I really wanted to get into it. And my friend gave me this USB, shout out Harry McCabe. He gave me this USB that had Terry Price mini vid, the double backflip one, um, oh, yeah. Cody Donovan punk scooters and the, oh, what was it called? The French ID team video. It's like a mixtape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it had three videos, but it was USB the perfect, of yeah, it was the perfect introduction to yeah. Australian scootering. At the time, the best scooter rider in the world, Terry Price. Yeah. And French ID, which was this mix of Europe, Matt McKean, Street, oh, everything. So yeah. I had this awesome window into yeah. like, this is what scootering is. This, this is scootering. scootering. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God damn. Sh- um, please carry on. But yeah, I remember I remember landing my first tail whip and just falling in love at first whip and just, just getting it going. And then I remember nice. being quite torn between going from skateboarding to scootering. But I had... All my, fr- I just had the friends that were scootering, and that was kind of what I was super drawn to. It was like learning tricks with them, and it was, and I had always wanted to film a skate video. Like I said, like I never got to see the footage, I never got to upload it. Mm. So this was like now my goal. Like I can film a video and yeah, like film my progression, yeah. and then that was it. I just kind of got this fire lit underneath me. Like I just want to do this, and it was it was awesome. And um, yeah, and eventually. I, oh, this is a funny story. So like I, my local skate park was Mornington and it was just a smaller skate park, but Frankston was where Max Peters was from. Yep. At the time, Frankston was, it still is, but Frankston was a really gnarly place. And I had a reputation, like my parents wouldn't let me go there because the station was so damn dangerous. Yeah. And the skate park was very dangerous. You'd hear these stories of metros versus emos having wars at the skate park and these massive fights and there's junkies and and even within the skateboard BMX scoot like community, it was pretty rough, like yeah, yeah, yeah. quite a hostile environment. So you had to like be quite confident in yourself to go there, at least. As yeah. That was my perspective. It would have been like going to Woodridge Skate Park back in that yep. like time. Yeah. It was pretty scary reputation. Yeah. And you felt like you kind of had to be good enough to go there as well. Mm, like you couldn't just rock true. up. Yeah. That was what I at least remember feeling. If you're good enough, then maybe people won't start you. Exactly. If you're like shredding. Exactly. Yeah. Well, particularly when you're like 12, 13 years old and there's like this just a huge amount of other 12, 13 year olds, all judgmental, all little assholes, you trying to do anything to them, they're just going to laugh at. So you feel like you have to kind of back yourself yeah, up. Yeah. 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 So it wasn't until I could like inward and bri flip that I went there, and yeah, <laughs> got I had tricks t- down before exactly. Yeah. But I remember oh, yeah. that was when the Frankston scene was popping off, and this is this is funny. I remember the first time I ever saw Max. Max was like a mythological figure. Was he already the yeah, Max Peters. He was yeah, okay, very yeah. much so. He was a mythological figure even <laughs> within people outside of scootering. Like if you just kind of knew Max was like the best scooter rider. Uh, okay. On yeah. the Mornington Peninsula in Victoria, like yeah, at least. Yeah. Um, and I remember not really knowing what he looks like because the footage of back then was pretty yeah, yeah, low yeah, quality. True, yep. So and everyone had a side fringe and long hair, so you yeah. never really knew who the hell was who. Is that Max Peters or is it just one of the many wannabes? Exactly. And and know. there were so many people at Frankston who looked like him. Yeah. I remember standing at the top of the extension and somebody had done a backflip and Max, who I don't know who's Max yet, just says to this guy, Oi, who do you think you are? Max Peters to the guy who did the backflip. And I'll never forget thinking, oh, so that's not Max Peters because no one would speak that arrogantly. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, and it took me like months to realise, oh, that actually is Max. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll just never forget it. And, um, and Jeez, then, Max. yeah. I don't know where to go from here, but yeah, basically that was kind of the start of me making friends at Frankston, filming videos eventually. 
did you make friends with Max? Was that all? No, that no, not okay. for a long time. I mean, all like right. friendly. Max was never a, a dick. Yeah, there were yeah, other yeah. like better riders who were much more intimidating. Max was always nice. He yeah, would always, he yeah. would always like if you if you said something to him, he'd talk to you. But quite intimidating figure, like yeah. just who he is, not like his personality. Yeah, he was yeah, always nice. For but sure. What's the what's the path from there to um, like sponsorship and? You know what age are we talking about? And you know, high school. Did you finish high school? And yeah, how did scootering work with all that. I was probably f- thirteen, fourteen when I met Dolan Keeley, who was the first guy who would like really film me at Frankston. Yep, it's when I became with all my friends now, Vince Kinner and stuff. And it was just a rampage of just video part, video part. I made maybe two until I got hooked up by Grit. Yep, park videos. Yep, obviously. all park yeah, videos, yeah, yeah. all Buttercups inwards, Three Briars, all that kind of stuff, and yep. then. Grit Scooters was kind of where it took off. I made a few videos for them. 2012, I went on my first trip with them when we went to the 2012 ISA Finals, which was the first Australian Scooter Championships. Yep. Which was awesome. Where was that trip to? That was to... Um, GC to Compound? GC Compound, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was talking about this with Reese the other day because I think he was there. Yeah, he just yeah. doesn't remember it. Yeah. But a lot of people, like I think Kevin and stuff, were there. Um, but that was awesome. I, I, went in, I was in the amateur division. I came second and I won... All these parts, parts of which I which I kept. Yeah. I wish I kept brand new because it was oh. like brand new elite shoes, like yeah, <laughs> all this yeah. awesome stuff. Um, but yeah, I actually wanted to talk about. I went to Jamo Jam Four, probably like six months later. Yep, and I was the, at that one. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. That's why I wanted to talk I, about it. Yeah, I don't think I would have known like you or no. if you were still like hardcore park. And I didn't know yeah. who you guys were. I remember you. Ouch. Well, no, I knew. <laughs> all I knew of Unfair was Jack Weiss. Yeah, because he was from... He was well, park rider. Close, yeah, okay. Yeah, he was, park a, he rider, was like yeah. a hectic park rider. Surely Ryan Hosking. Yes, yeah, yes, I knew yeah, of him. Yeah. But Two crazy park riders at that time. It's funny talking about that event because like everyone who I'm friends with now was there, but none of us knew each We're other. We're friends with each other at yeah. the time, yeah. And crazy. That was the one where Corey Van Lu and Zig Short, Short. Yeah. were there. Yeah. There was such a crazy event. I remember hearing like stories about them like crashing cars the day yeah. before and like they it was were just gnarly. like they were like street riders from like another country like at this at this comp and yeah in like australia throwing down really gnarly it was um i'll never forget that comp because there was so many riders there Mm. and it was just one day and we all were supposed to be given two runs i'll never forget there's just too many people stacking every single trick in my run (laughs) every single trick and i was so disappointed but i was like i have my second run the runs went for hours and by the end of the day we're like that's it. No second run. We're just calling it. Whoever yeah, wins, wins. I was yeah. so shattered. My like debut into like everyone there yeah, like, was just yeah. landed nothing. But it was awesome. Is there videos of Jam and Jam? I'm gonna have to. There look would be. It. I'm gonna have to yeah, look up videos some videos, man. Wow. That was it. Was crazy. I didn't go. That was the only Jamo Jam I went to yeah. the year after. We went to three, and I think it like got rained out, so four was only like couple months after or something like yeah. that three or was three was the biggest for that sure that was successful i was at number three okay yeah. and, and was it, I, I was it, there it didn't get rained out i think jammer jam four got rained got, out okay no, four, no five five got rained out but then came back four was chilling because that was the one i went to but uh, uh, i can't remember three was that. the big one like i think that's the most memorable one i wasn't there but that was where like i really did the drop in the flip drop in i think it was a double uh, flip flyer okay. no i think that was four all I know is uh, all I know is three was memorable. Rob used to load up his van with hella scooter parts mm-hmm. and set up a stall and just 
Like he was just like, we're making bank this weekend. Like, <laughs> and just go and like sell as many scooter parts as he could. And then the next time we went, he didn't sponsor the event, but chose to spend the same amount that it would have costed to sponsor the event on like making like 50 or like 100 unfair shirts, rocking up and just saying, anyone who's entering the comp and wants a free shirt, we're giving them away if you wear them in the comp. So like that's why there was like Genius. 50 kids wearing an unfair shirt like in the comp. But then the organisers were like, what a dog. And when you think back, yeah. that's like a dog move, like don't support the event. <laughs> but try and just Genius though, genius <laughs> marketing. I remember Funny. being at the dialed scooter launch in mm. melbourne they had one in each state i'm okay. pretty sure yeah but i was in i was one of the little kids in the product toss yeah, yeah and i yeah. remember grabbing i don't have it anymore i wish i still did but it was a unfair sweatband green oh, wow. unfair sweatband i yeah. sw wish i still had it um but yeah after after jammer mm. i would have been on grit for a little longer but then i went to micro i got the message from ben j Fryant, which was like impossible to turn down yeah um, for sure I he was a king. He's still a king now, but he was like, and that's when Micro so was big. on the up. Yeah, that's when yeah, Micro yeah. had made their resurgence and were kind of coming back as a bigger company. So, and that would have been after he was on District. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, he went from District to that. Yeah. I remember leaving Grit because I was filming like a video uh, every month. Like I was writing so much and filming like a video every month, two months, and like they were always quite ungrateful in my, my, you know, in your it's been so long, yeah, but whatever. Yeah, That's yeah. how I remember it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. um, and just like, I just felt like I was doing so much and getting not too much back and it was taking you for granted type thing. Yeah, exactly. And what age were you? 2012. I would have been turning like 16. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So getting thought, old enough to know yeah. like, you know, what's what. Like. I thought you were about to say 20. Yeah. No, I was about, I was, yeah. I would have been like, 15 to 16. Yeah. Um, and then Ben J messaged me at around the start of 2013 and 2012. And yeah, I just couldn't take down yeah. the offer, particularly after they'd just released the micro Europe tour, which had Taylor Smith, Taylor Smith. Yeah. Um, who else? God, um, can't even think of their names. There were so many people in Keanu? that video. Oh, he didn't go on that. He oh, was in the Australian right. Keanu Schofield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I just remember Taylor Smith, but I remember it was like, you know, micro was like bomb where like yeah. they were like on the scene, like coming for the mm -hmm. freestyle stuff. It was yeah. sick. The it baby. was awesome. Yeah. On micro, like I think I helped get, I, cause me and Jesse Bays were really good friends. And I was like, Jesse, come on. He came on, Tyler yeah. Marinovic came on. I even got Wesmer on Yeah. or maybe he was, he came on naturally, but yeah, yeah. Um, I was really good friends with the, manager and he was just kind of trusting my judgment and yeah. then we did a australia tour where ben j came and it was the sickest time ever from starting in caloundra going all the way down to melbourne like two three weeks it was just we filmed the sickest video go watch it micro was team 2013 video yeah. just like a classic uh, east coast tour almost exactly oh well we were like and it wasn't in our minds to replicate it but like the vibe was definitely there and ben j is yeah. an incredible video maker so like it was yeah. so sick. But that was like the peak of micro. And after that, everything kind of went down. Yeah. When Me, you left. Yeah. No, I was the yeah. last one standing. Like, Oh, wow. Yeah, like Jesse and... Yeah, Jesse, me... Sorry, Jesse, me, Tyler, like all were filming videos. But then Tyler dropped off. Jesse went to Apex. Wesma, I think, got kicked off. And I think he was riding like an ethic deck or something. Yeah, and he just got yeah, kicked yeah. off. Yeah. 
And then um, that was it. I was the only one left. And at that time I was um, team manager. Yeah. And I met and I was just Big about... team to manage. Yeah. Because you... <laughs> well, I'd gotten like Wade France on and there was a few writers, but it was definitely like going out. Yeah. But I wasn't getting paid for it. I wasn't getting paid for being on Micro and I just turned 18. Yeah. And at that time, the owner of Micro, like this huge Swiss guy, was in Melbourne for like a toy convention. Huge as in like... Rich, like yeah, I was going to say, huge is not a good like. Yeah, huge, well, like extremely ex- successful um, entrepreneur, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, I got what you mean, but I thought I'd clarify. Yeah, no, of course, <laughs> it's this big fat dude. Like. Oh, no, he wasn't. He was. He was, yeah. he, he was attractive in the in the good sense. Okay, yeah. Um, Sexy Swiss dude. I remember. Yeah, so I went to this toy convention to meet him, and it was basically just to talk about my future on micro. Yeah, and the future of micro. Just stating, I want to be paid, yeah. like. I'm 18 now. I've been on for everyone else is starting to get exactly money, and well, anyone else with as big as profile as what you would have been getting at the time as well. Uh, yeah, like at that time, I'd definitely been like been doing pretty well in the Australian scootering scene. I'd been releasing, I'd been releasing a lot of videos. I was definitely like getting up there. Um, yeah, but you y- can't you can't say it too much, but we can say it. You were <laughs> you were like top dog of that yeah. like kind of stuff. It was it was a good time, yeah. Um, but yeah, like just just coming. I did finish school and like was going into university because um, that's what I wanted to do as well as scootering. Yeah, um, but I wanted to like I was like this is my life scootering. Like I definitely want to make money out of this. But Micro just straight up told me they're like. MX like micro extreme is just a liability to us is making no money mm. like we cannot pay you nor do we want to because we're just putting money into nothing at this point mm. they're like we make fucking millions and millions off the three wheel mobility scooters why would we put money into this when it's doing terribly yeah well, fair you enough could make millions and millions more and I just kind of said well okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just had seen it was dying and they were just like no let's let's just end it yeah. but I suck shit to them. I literally had gotten an offer from Mad Gear and I was like, well, I've got other offers. They're like, take it straight up. Oh, okay. That's good of them. Yeah. Yeah. They were just like, you do what you need to do. Like, thank you. But like, like, we're not going to, yeah, we're not going to pay you if you can stay on if you want to. But yeah, it was. (laughs) Hmm. Paying sponsor, (laughs) non paying sponsor. Exactly. Like, brand that's on the up and up, brand that's on the. Yeah. It was. But it was a great time. Yeah. Like Micro was awesome. And it was so cool to be part of such an OG company. Like literally the first ever scooter wheel. You know, like it was amazing. And to first ever metal core. First ever metal core. Mm. Try and find a photo of it on Google. The Micro Extreme Metal Core. Try. I, I you do what you can challenge you. I we did. Oh. We did, but in a scooter check from two thousand and eight. I reckon shot. if you put the word out. <laughs> Like especially using your following yeah. and like if you got some like Kai and some of the other guys with big followers, you could do like a, a deep dive into the garages of like 30-year-old Australians. We've tried. People around the world and like, you know, get the word out there. Like look at the old shitty scooter in your garage yeah. and show me the wheel on it. Like, I mean, in the past uh, year yeah. I've been wheel collecting. Yeah. Like just getting all the original eagles and yaks and all this stuff. And the most coveted wheel of all is the original Micro Metal Core. It is the rarest, hard-to-find one. I've hit up, just to see if there's an old pair, I've hit up Terry Price, Ben yeah. J. Fryant. They can't even say they even know if there's an old pair lying around for them. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it'll be amazing to even Unless see. Unless they all ended up in, you know, landfill and shit. They're, yeah. They're, they're bound to be somewhere. Someone's got to have one. They just haven't come out of a garage yet. I always think, the like, The people riding them would now be around... 30 years old, mm-hmm. you know, so that's your target demographic. I wonder if there's just a pair sitting in a garage somewhere or sitting at 
an old closed down shop in some dude's garage is brand new like i always wanted that stuff it will be it will be for sure i mean i remember in my lifetime seeing two pairs of people riding them i remember it i know it happened (laughs) and where did they go they're somewhere in this world actually considering how long ago it was the quantity being manufactured was probably quite low Mm -hmm. compared to now so yeah yeah, maybe i'm wrong maybe they are literally like those wheels were a flex they were like the sickest wheel to have they didn't look i don't i don't think they were that strong or anything but it was the first stronger than a what plastic core yeah yeah um but yeah micro sickest sickest brand it was a great time and then yeah onto mad gear when you had to look deep inside yourself and really ask the question are you mad enough (laughs) Oh man, it I'm was sorry. it was so exciting. Yeah. It was amazing because I grew up on all, like oh, the Mad Gear Australia team was like the biggest inspiration or the thing that made me just think fuck scootering is so sick. Like coming into the sport and just seeing Ryan Williams, Adam Bolton, Billy Rainbow, Luke Pickett, Jackson Andrew Arthur, all those guys. Dream team. On going to America, doing the East Coast tours, just the personalities, everything. It just created such an awesome like atmosphere, brand, everything. It made scootering just fucking sick. That was a sick time in scootering. That era, it was amazing. Nick Air as the filmer, incredible song choices. Like, it just was awesome. And the team was so diverse. Like, it wasn't just backies at all. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Billy Rainbow, like, you know, adding the tech and the creativity. Like, so that was awesome. And to then, like, be offered a spot, even if it is quite a while later, was just like such a dream come true. Yeah. So what what year is this we're talking? As this you, you know, is twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. Um, All right. Around we're March. Up there. Yeah, yeah. March of twenty fifteen. Age. What, what I age was eighteen, turning. Yeah, I was eighteen, yeah. turning yeah, nineteen yeah, that year. Yeah. Um, and this was kind of as I was phasing out of park riding. Not not for maybe. I was like, going to ask that. Was yeah. it like? Did you ever release a park video? Yes, my MGP. Okay. My welcome yeah. to Mad Gear was primarily park. Okay, yeah. Two um, street clips in there. Yeah, there's a few because I was definitely riding with my filmer a lot, and he was super into flat bars. Shout out Dylan Alt, yeah. and he was teaching me how to do frontboard two seventies, yeah. which turned into like front hurricanes, yeah, which turned into yeah. backlip two seventies, back hurricanes, and then I learned all these little wow, variations. Dylan Alt. Thank you. Yeah, Dylan. for sure. That's how yeah. I remember it. Like yeah, yeah. learning these, I could always frontside lip slide, but teaching those ones enabled me to like be able to chuck like whip umbrellas out of those grinds and all yeah, this stuff. So, that's right. so I, I remember you coming at Brisbane and doing the front board or back lip. Like I think it was a whip umbrella at the street. Two seventy. Yeah, I did two seventy yeah, buttercup. Yeah. Well, that was you, that year. Yeah, you. But at that stage, you were like, I'd made up my mind. Yeah, you were well and truly. Streeting yeah. it, but but you it was still literally throwing like you know because you don't do stuff like that now. I don't see you doing like a front board. I did one not long ago for Insta, but I okay. can still do them. Yeah. But it's with the scooter, the weight of my scooters now. It's it's, uh, okay. it's a bit yeah. challenging. Yeah. But when you said that, like that street jam, it was probably like a month before that that I kind of would have made the decision. Yeah. Um, I had released my Welcome to Mad Gear. There was some street footage in there, but it never meant I was like fully transitioning. Yeah. But I did the Oz Champs of Mad Gear. Um, the <clears throat> sorry, the twenty fifteen Oz Champs. Yep. And 
that was I'd been practicing for months, like actually running, actually training, putting in some effort because I'd, I'd it was like as a park rider in Australia, you want to make it to world championships. Yeah. That's the big thing. You get to go to Barcelona, yeah, UK, yeah. Um, and I never had made it before, but this was my year. Like I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And I did one of the best runs of my life, but just did not make it. Like, would you come? Ah, oh, man, I in that park the way it was judged, you had to like hit every obstacle or hit every section, and I think mm. I like tricked over a section and didn't actually hit it. I think it was like a ledge and yeah. that lost, made me lose like a third of my score. Ah. Damn. And that is so funny. Part like uh, scooter comps in general, especially then like so new still and, you know, so hard to judge. And the people judging it are like, you know, maybe half the time some dude's parents or uh, another rider who should be in the freaking mm-hmm. comp himself or, yeah, it's such a mixed bag and every comp's different and stuff. That's, it it that's killed rag. me. It yeah. really killed me. I I was really stoked because Vinny, Vince Kinner, like a best friend, he he did like so well, like yeah. killed it. He qualified like 10th or 11th and he was off to Worlds for okay. his first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd done Sick. my best run, but I came like 21st or something like that. Kyle Barnes, sick dude, but you, he landed like three, four tricks and like qualified like fifth. And I was like so angry. Oh, I never forget. It like really killed me because I put my whole year into. Do you remember who was judging? No, no idea. But I remember just going <laughs> after the comp to the vert ramp. And I just cried my eyes out because it fucking oh, killed me. Damn. It was really not like I was just broken, but I was so stoked for Vinny. Like yeah, cause yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he made it, but it was just like, I just couldn't go with him. Like yeah. it was really. Were you really stoked for him? Yeah, or no, I was. Like jealous. No, like I that. really, I really was. But <laughs> yeah. like, I was sad that I couldn't go with him because it was like our drink, like to yeah, do it together. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and that was Vinny's like time to shine too. And yeah. I think shortly after that, he oh, I think he was unlucky, but that's when he was started to really that's kill it. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was that kind of got me pissed as yeah. well. And then I just really, I was like, that's it. And I was thinking about my video parts and I was kind of just like burnt out through chucking um, another tail up, another bar spin, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I just started to like kind of ride a bit more with other people and not so not too long after we had the pro series. That's when you came with yeah, Jordan to Melbourne. Yep, yep, yep. And I was riding a little bit more street and we had the Melbourne Skate Plaza street competition and I had so much fun in that. That was and in, gnarly. In that trip, I got to ride with the friendly crew, Kevin, all those dudes. Like, yep, yep, yep. And had the best time. And then after that comp, maybe like a few days later, was the Brisbane Street Jam. And I went up with you guys and stayed with Jordan. Yep. And that's kind of when I decided, like, that's kind of when I was like, I way prefer this lifestyle. Like Mm. I filmed a video with Jordan through that week and had just the best time and riding with friendly, riding with fam hungry. I was just like, so certain. I was like, this is what I want to do because this is so much more fun. It's a new start. Like I can just, I can start from the ground up here and then really kind of do what I want to do. And then that was it. And then after that, I went to America. history. Yeah. Before you go... No, it's all good. Bef- no, no, just before you start uh, getting into some of the awesome trips you've yeah. you've been on, was there a certain message that you sent around this time to Reese? Yes, <laughs> yes, there was. I wonder if we could get Reese to find it, like I the could actual probably, original. I could probably find could it. You I think I did at one point. You can search can you, keywords can you on remember, Facebook. Can you remember much of it? Can you yeah. Re- okay, I remember what that? it was in relation to. Yeah. I'd watched Root Industries, Reese, Regan, Nathan 2. Yep. 
And I just was in love with Reese. I just like it. That was the thing. Like when I was kind of deciding, like, or, like most scooter riders. Yeah, <laughs> I just like kind of just like, oh my god. Like I, I would, I'd always liked street riding, but it wasn't until I'd seen like Logan Fuller, John Archer, and Reese. I loved you guys in that video, by the way, too. Thank you. But there was something about Reese and just this effortless flow yeah. that just like really was like, this is so fucking sick. Like, yeah. how have I not been watching this for years? And I must have been really drunk one night. I mean, I was 18, like getting into drinking more. And I just sent him a love letter <laughs> on Facebook. Some crazy paragraph of just my appreciation Drawing for connections him. to, uh, what's that, skater? Jamie. Jamie Thomas. Jamie Thomas. I remember you telling me about it or Reese telling me about it. Like, you, you're like Jamie Thomas in this part when that song comes <laughs> on. And, like, it was like, yeah, descriptive. I, I, I don't even like, know anymore. Like, I probably, I can't even. Does that sound right, though? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. I remember, I didn't even know <laughs> if he was. You don't have to go. <laughs> I don't know if he was even anything similar to Jamie Thomas, uh, but I remember really being into his part, Misled Youth, yeah, at that time. So. I swear you, like, bring that up. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Oh, and there were yeah. movies. Movies as well. I was like, <laughs> you seem like the type of guy that would like this movie. I remember Almost Famous was one I like yeah, mentioned yeah, to him. And yeah. then we watched it in Melbourne like wow. two weeks ago together. <laughs> it was full circle. But, um, and then it was really kind of, it wasn't awkward, but I remember meeting him um, at that street jam. We were just talking about the Brisbane street jam in 2015, 16. Um, oh, wow. So you hadn't met him before sending this message? No, no, <laughs> never. Yo, we were talking about it the other day though. At that, okay, so that competition I broke down at the 2015, Oz titles at Monster It was park galore Every park rider in Australia was there Yeah, Helmets, pads, mouth guards And about three quarters through the way of the competition In walk John Archer and Reese Jones These two just like lay back Long haired yahoos Just walk into the park It was when Reese was filming for Reese Jones in Sydney mm. If you look at that timeline mm. But they just walked in and just checked it out And it was so like Everyone was starstruck just like watching these guys just walk in there. Cause it was like scooter royalty just like mm. walking in. And it was like, that's the first time I saw him in person. Yeah. But it was way, I was way too. Almost all park riders like that, that I've met like look at street riders like that and mm -hmm. love them. Like even if they're totally different and, you know, park, you know, crazy park riders, yeah. they look at dudes like Reese and John and are just like, you guys are the best yeah. scooter riders. Like. It was, it was, I remember like no one could even say a word. Yeah. It was like, did they ride? No, because the comp was yeah, on. Yeah, they were okay, just sitting yeah, and yeah. watching, but it was even. So did everyone start trying to do the rail? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past yeah, the yeah, riders, yeah, honestly, yeah. but. I'm going to do a street run. But yeah, I, I met Reese at that jam and it was cool. Yeah. And then we've been we're good friends ever since. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, that was that was funny. You know, it's another funny story. I said I did. I had another night like that where I was really drunk, and I sent a message to Jaws, Aaron, Aaron Hamoki. Yeah. And I woke up with a response, and it was like the same like bullshit paragraph of like you're the best, blah yeah. blah blah blah. And I, it was just when I was like yeah, eighteen years old, and he responded. And then ever and since then he's like followed me, and we've always talked. Wow. And like That's he's so been nice. a G. Like and since then like we still talk because like yeah share the same, you know, but it was, it, I was like nothing back then, like just a little kid. And he was still like, took the time to read this drunk message. And wow. like, you got to hit him up about some FP shoes. Cause oh. they're the best shoes really that money can buy. Yeah. I've been too scared to like order online and get the wrong size and shit. Yeah. But there was like a year where I rode a pair that they sent to syndicate. They sent like a package and I rode the FP shoes 
and because they've got like the sole technology like built mm-hmm. into the shoes, I had like mad foot problems, but they just went away. Didn't have any problems for like a year and a half. I rode these shoes till like you could not ride them, and ever since, foot and ankle, knee problems slowly come back. But man, damn FP shoes, not the insoles, the actual shoes. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. I gotta go. No, I'm just gonna go damn. online and buy. I've some, seen him like you need to promote yeah, the hell out of him too, and I would trust his judgment to get some, not just for you, but like for me mainly. Yes, not even for you. I don't even <laughs> care. Like. But I heard Enswear is pretty good, right, Jazz? Oh, they're sick, dude. Oh, sorry, I totally forgot you. No, shout out Ends Footwear. Oh my god, guys are sick. We'll put FP insoles in your ends. Yo, um, yeah. shoes. Anyway, do you remember? Still what what Reese was wearing when he walked in the monster. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Because I do. he filmed that clip in his Sydney video at Olympic Park. Really? I want, I want, you know how he did the front 5-0 whip over the marble edge to water gap? Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder if it was the same day. I remember he was wearing a green... Highly likely. He was wearing a green t-shirt and navy-ish pants. And that's all I remember. And he had a wrist guard on. He had like a wrist... Because his wrist was fucked. But Whole video. One of the best videos yeah. ever released in, yeah. in his fucking wrist guard. But I remember that. Yeah. I remember seeing John and also seeing John was quite, quite overwhelming because mm. it's just like, wow. And um, yeah, that was, that was an awesome time. But, and then, yeah, that was the year I kind of just changed it up. And then ever since then, it's just been amazing. Man, and, you, and you've killed the game ever since. It did not take long for you to be viewed as... In, in my opinion, one of the best, like, street riders on oh. the face of the earth, easily. <laughs> no, it's... Yeah. it's Dude. It's been fun. And, like, it's um, it's just felt like I've been a kid the whole time mm. just filming scooter videos. And it's like... Yeah, take us through some of the, It's know, weird because, like... and memories and experiences that come with that. My parents have, like, never... My parents have never watched me scooter in person before. Yeah. They've never... They've been great in that sense where they, from the get-go, just let me be independent, yep. go out and do my own thing, not tell me what to do, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so I've just... They've just kind of always viewed me as the same, just going out and filming scooter videos, so it's never changed. So, yeah. And sometimes I think that way. I'm like, I'm just the same. Like it's, And it is just the same when you think about it. Like, it's just going out, filming whatever you can, having fun. And it, so it's never really felt the same, felt any different. Yeah. Yeah. But I, over the last few years, it has because it's just like you're standing there and you just get this reality check. Like, God damn, I'm just looking at this 30 stair handrail like easily could die. And this just this is not the same as filming a fucking Briarwood Bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's a bit scary. Like I've at least been feeling that in the last year, like post COVID, like um, when you, particularly King Crails, like this has been a little bit like this, the past trip, I've <clears throat> the past trip I felt a little bit mm. with King Crails, you need to be riding them a lot, like yeah. to really like get a groove and get that yeah, confidence yeah, yeah, and understanding yeah. of how to feel them. If you have a break from King Crails, you kind of just like really lose that confidence and like okay. that comfortability. So there was a period obviously where you were riding them. Yeah. Oh, for sure. My my memory's bad. I suck at you know going like remembering everyone's clips and stuff like that. But I definitely have a strong memory of you being a notorious King Grail destroyer. You were like just that chasing was them. your thing yeah. for a long time. It still yeah. it still is at times. But like from the big break I kind of had through COVID, at least I've hit them every now and then. And particularly this trip, I got robbed on a couple that were like. 
the one I'm thinking of where I was at. Yeah, that one. Did that ha- no, happen? No, no. I like oh. landed it. Well, you're not going to see the gnarliest. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. an awesome kink and I landed on the dirt and then just fell off yeah. and then we put a piece of wood down and I landed on the dirt, on the wood and Imagine then slipped out. Imagine if I had have told you about that piece of wood. You did. The annoying thing is yeah. you did and okay, I denied good. you. I'm I was like, <laughs> I don't need it. And I'm good. I'm going to land on this side. And, I, and if, you, if I'd have listened to you, I would, the clip Put would be in that, the video. Yeah, yeah, damn. But I nodded, like, and what? then I was just over it. It was just too much. <laughs> I nodded. <laughs> <laughs> what is <laughs> Out of context. Uh, I'm going to use that as clickbait for Instagram. <laughs> I nodded. Um, the big blue one in the Gold Coast, like, maybe a year or more ago now, you didn't get, I don't think. Do you remember that? You and Reese were both doing it. Oh, yeah, you, the Josh you, Irvine rails. Were you, like, done kink rails b- by then? Oh, I was, like in a bit of, I was in a bit of a slope of kinks then at that, at that point too. Yeah. yeah, but I got back into it. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I got back into it, like, that was November of 2019. Yeah. And then in, like, around, yeah, <clears throat> January, February of last year, I was filming with Mateo Heaps in Barcelona and it was every day, and then I was doing more kinks, so I was kind of back into it. And then once COVID hit, it just kind of fell out. So it just, t- it literally just takes like one or two kinks to make you feel comfortable again, because yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you're riding for like an hour, and then yeah. you get that understanding. And I'm, and after this trip, I got one that I was really hyped on that I'm like really hoping to jump on more, yeah, very yeah, quickly, yeah, so I don't sure. lose that momentum. Yeah. Um, Why don't you just find a couple kinks and like go and do them, or like yeah. regularly, like every week. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Almost like training, like going to the gym. Like oh, for sure. I mean, there's one do at the Frankston. same ones over and over again. There's one at sure Frankston I should be riding more than I do. Is like, that a park one? Or yeah, it's, okay, a, it's yeah. an intimidating park one for sure. Yeah. Oh, um, the the one out the back? Yeah, going out yeah, the back yeah. Of Frankston? Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah, a cool true. one. That was something I was kind of sad about in this comp. We didn't get to ride Frankston because it was a street and park video. Could have filmed yeah. that park clips <sighs> there. I thought you just went there. Nah, no, we didn't. just too scared of the gangs. <laughs> we wanted to. The metros um, and the emos were. We wanted to. Yeah. Like anything we could film in the streets, like we didn't film any like rails at parks. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. But Frankston's know. got like that mad bowl. That well, that, that would have so been the reason cool. we would have gone. I think Dude, we were just Max so, yeah. Bowl. And you in that bowl. Yeah. We needed to be a bit more vocal in what we wanted. Um, and yeah. we should have thought about it because... I heard Dylan was this just will a probably slacker, like didn't want to go anywhere. I mean, I'll leak it just because like there's already a photo, but we went to Caloundra Skate Park yeah. and filmed some awesome stuff there. Yeah. And I think that'll make up for all the parks. Missed. But when we were there, we were like, damn, we're at like our Willys Park, one of the most like iconic Australian skate parks. Mm. We were close to Frankston and it would have been so sick if we went to Jammer. Like oh, had wow. Frankston, Dude, Jammer. Especially Cali. for everyone around the world watching that, they would have been like, oh, these are the... The three you know, parks that's the of three Australia. Parks of Australian Should pros, just put Cody on like, the team, bro. Oh, uh, dude. And he would have, or we would have just needed one session of him for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, for sure. And you would have just won. It's, <laughs> it's like every time, like a lot of riders from <clears throat> overseas, they come to Frankston and they're like so hyped, like because they just know this purple park. Mm. I remember. Wait, isn't it blue? No, it's purple. That's Riverside. <laughs> Riverside's blue. Blo- no, no, blue. I know Frankston. Like, oh, yeah, oh, the, the bowl's, bowl's blue. blue. Yeah, it's just got say. the purple edges. Yeah. Um, but I remember Pro Series, Jake Sorensen came oh, to yeah, Australia. True, yeah. And we took him to the Blue Mountains and he came to Jammer and rode Penwood yeah. Skate Park. And he of was course, just yeah, yeah, he was just enthralled because yeah. Cody rocked up as well and he got to see Cody have like a wow. session. So it was like the best time. Yeah. 
So I wish we got to do that, but um, either way, the video is going to be awesome. We got some amazing Caloundra footage, and yeah. the rest of the park footage we have is fucking. Shout Sick. out to Max Peters, Luke Berland, and Angus Hughes. They fucking murdered it. Oh yeah, dude. Man, after seeing like <coughs> these gnarly park tricks in person, it made me appreciate it a bit more. Yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. I can't fathom. I'm always doing like that, that too, and you know, watching it online and stuff like that, and on Instagram and stuff doesn't like do much for me but like over the years like you know seeing a lot of uh ones that like really stuck out was jesse bays and billy watts mm -hmm. and i remember seeing billy watts ride a park and it was probably on that pro series trip and i like i had to message him after i was like dude i don't even know you you don't even know me but like watching you that gave me like a new level of respect for like just that kind of park riding like he was a machine and probably still is very uh, unique yeah. too like his throw triple bars and thing. shit were just yeah. fucking yeah he'd do these throw triple bars and his feet would be off the deck and he'd catch him like one-handed so did a buttercup to double throw bar from the quarter <laughs> to bank of the shed like that is like insane wow no it's amazing billy's awesome and jesse too and i think mm. they're still going jesse's oh, been jesse's definitely more on the like uh street yeah, like skate yeah. park street stuff, like, yep. and I love it. Like, he's filming with Cam a lot now, yeah, because Cam they're starting clothing brand S2, yeah, which is sick. Yeah. And then they've been filming lots some of stuff dope videos already out, yeah, some even featuring me, Ooh. yeah, yeah, on the on Not the bad. YouTube, yeah. Nah, shout out to Cam Lawrence, he's we've talked about him before, but he's in Melbourne at the moment, he's on a, a game of just filming every day. It's so he's sick. someone that's gonna definitely make something out of it you yeah just tell like oh yeah. his productivity is it, just amazing it was yeah. rare to see him without his camera in his hand in melbourne yeah like 100%. He, he, would, he, would, he fucking loves that camera he would marry it if he could <laughs> he, he would was do more than that yeah. dude he ordered it and he was like every day like showing me the shipping details of where <laughs> it was yeah, yeah he's yeah. like it's fucking in sydney it, they've, they've said it's damaged and he was like having a panic attack because oh he's like my God. but the moment he got that camera it took him like a week and he was already filming really well yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah. was awesome well i you know spent a lot of time with him like, yeah, yeah of course. He, he was so hitting me up in the, in yeah. the lead up to that uh that camera yeah Man, uh, I did give him a few pointers with settings and all did that stuff. Them sold them to him for 300 bucks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, good times. Um, man, in Barcelona with him, he had like not filmed, especially not like street stuff. And somehow he just convinced me to go on a trip, like just me and him to Barcelona. Mm -hmm. And I was just in this mood at the time, like... Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's book it. Like, mm -hmm. and I was just like, well, I'd, I'd been friends with him for like a couple months and all of a sudden just me and him were going to Barcelona together. Yeah. Like, what the hell? And then we're like, okay, we'll film a, you know, full street part while we're over there. And like, even my filming of him was not that good because... Clearly. Because I've got little arms. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, having a lot of experience filming, at least trying to get him to like film me and like t every clip I'm doing, I'm doing it a couple times, looking at his film and like, nah, nah, do this, do this, and yeah, it was. Uh, he then we had a, a long ongoing joke about head chop and him being shit at filming and me being shit at still filming. Still going, I still see it. Still going, but seeing the shit, even some of the videos he's sent me that he's filmed but not yet released, mm. his filming is like getting sick yeah and it's so dope to see that oh there's another person 
in Australia that's going to have a camera and be like keen, like he loves filming and yeah. loves filming good, and that's need more what we need. Such more a finite of, yeah. re- resource in yeah, the world, for sure. filmers that are keen. Yeah, um, but it's awesome, and yeah. I think Melbourne is just going, Australia is just going to start thriving soon. Shout out to Cam, Cam bro, get Probably, him on I the potty. I think it's head chopped a little bit, bro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I set it up. You're on Jazzy's whole head's like out of it. Make it more work for me. <laughs> Having to cut that shit out. Tell us a gnarly story. A gnarly story. Okay. So, second time, third trip in America, second time on the road with Logan Fuller, Mike Homan, and Brian Noyce. Yep. And we'd done this awesome trip. We started off in Sovereign of Street, did that event. Oh, yeah. Did you win that? No, oh. no. <laughs> that was a really fun time, though. It's certainly not. No. Okay. Kai won that, didn't he? Kai came second. second. Who won? Who won? Tedrick. Oh, it's Tedrick. Yeah. Yeah. And then Demeglio won that and oh, Best Trick, yeah, the whip bar yeah. backlit whip down the big rail. I think I came like fifth or sixth or something, but it was awesome event. And following that, I went up with um, Logan, Mike and Brian on the road. And we went to Albuquerque. Awesome for me because I'm a huge Breaking Bad fan. Yeah. One day Logan needed to get an oil change. And uh, the whole time I'd been like looking on the map, I'm like, yo, we're like one kilometer away from the house and the car wash. And then um, Logan was like, okay, I need to get an oil change. This is your time. You've got an hour to go and ride to these spots. So I went to the car wash and I went to the Walter White house and I went to the house and is it all like boarded off? Like, yes, part of, yeah, like yeah. there's gates around the house okay, and the yeah. couple who live there, I was like taking a photo from the sidewalk. They're like, you have to go across the road. You can't stand there. And while Wait, I'm like, someone lives there. Yeah. Even though it's old a tourist couple, spot. There's an old couple there. That's weird. And they were just sitting on the porch and they were like, you have to take a photo. You have to go across the road. And I did. And then I hear them saying, why would anyone want to take a photo of a house? I was like, this is the house, like the house. I was like, yeah. as if, and as I was there, like all these cars would roll past, take a photo. Yeah, but I it felt like I felt like such a tourist, but I was like, I have to. I'm in Albuquerque. Did for you God's do sake. some ice? Oh yeah, <laughs> got straight on it, man. Crystal blue. Is that what this? Yeah, is that went straight to a dealer and just said, "Give me some pip," and they were quite questionable. What's their famous <laughs> brand in the? Is that what it's called? Crystal blue. Crystal blue. Yeah. Crystal blue persuasion. Yeah. Do people. I wonder if people in that town now the dealers like sell that type like try and you know, try like and pine, emulate yeah, it yeah like you know pineapple express and i think they and, did like, i think yeah. like just in america they were adding blue to it just to <laughs> just well, to funny. i don't know but that either way couple should fucking start a business where they just take people through the house no shit like so that, they would make so much money i don't know why not i think uh, they're just an old couple trying to trying to live it out you know but they should try and just bad. make money yeah i wonder if they've seen it dude oh for sure for sure uh, a- anyway yeah <laughs> no nah, so that was sick we did albuquerque filmed some awesome stuff and we were going to go to colorado but it was snowing so we went down to texas yep and oh before that we went to the grand canyon which was fucking awesome got mm. some Amazing times there. But um, yeah, we went to Texas and stayed with Rudy at his parents' place in El Paso. Yeah, sick. And then just went into Austin, Texas. And we were staying with the owners of Brother Scooters, Theo and Matt Ogle. Yeah. Awesome, awesome dudes. And we went to Austin, the University of Texas at Austin, which has some amazing spots. And we'd been there the day before. We'd been there one day and I filmed a cool ledge clip. And then there's this big... Curve square rail at that campus, and I was like, I want to do that. Next morning, we went there. I had about ten minutes on it, and it's a square what curve. Were you trying? Just a board slide. Yeah. 
it's a square curve. So like you can imagine on a square curve, it's quite hard to you like have to take ride the, inside. the corner of it. Yeah. To do the inside. Yeah. But I was game. I was trying it and I was probably like 10 minutes in and then the cops rocked up and I was like, yep, we'll leave. Like, sorry. And the guy's like, nope, nope. It's going to be more than that. You've damaged the rail. Nice American accent, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get into it. Yeah. I, I just remember, it's just so in my head of yeah, how he yeah, yeah. said it. <laughs> and then just like another two cop cars rocked up. And then lo- I was like pretty intimidated because it was more than like any other kick out had been. And they they were like taking photos of the rail. And then Logan was just like, yeah, you're going to get a ticket, but like you should be okay. And then all of a sudden they were like, come here. I'm like, all right, you're under arrest for criminal damages and criminal mischief. Put the cuffs on. And I knew just, I was just like, yep, okay, I'll go with it. Like, I did not want to, like, anger the situation yeah, at yeah, all yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. Cause not I was, in Australia. Yeah, yeah, so I was just like, I thought the nicer I am, the nicer this is going to go. And then they just put me in the back of the car. Did they smack your head on the door? <laughs> on the <way> in? <laughs> I think I've watched enough movies to know, like, to, to know that that's... Because you're tall too, yeah, so you yeah. could easily cop a head knock. Yeah, I love that. They could, like, <laughs> throw you on the ground and, like, kick you around, but then watch your head. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, um, yeah, man, those the back of those cop cars is so uncomfortable. It's just pure plastic, eh? Like, pure... Because pl- people spit and shit yeah. and piss in there. Like, probably try and suffocate themselves, but it's just, like, this pure plastic seat. Yeah. But it was such like a moment of cl- I never forget being in the back of that car and driving through Austin before we get to the county jail and just like seeing going through campus and seeing these happy students in like a group walking down the road laughing and I'm just sitting there hands cuffed in the back of a Looking police like car full on criminal just thinking like what the fuck is my life yeah and yeah just went to the county jail I had no idea what the process was I thought. I was going to go down to the station and they'd write me up and give me a ticket or something like that just so they could figure it out. I don't know. I had yep. no idea what I was expecting. Full strip search. Like they cut all my wristbands off. I get the mug shot. Yeah. And then I just get put into this room like full of like 40, 50 people, men, women separated. And I was like, and everyone in there was like super chill except for the white guys because they were all junkies. Oh, true. <laughs> so like you'd be, you'd think it'd be very intimidating, but like the only intimidating people were these crazy white junkies yeah. who were like freaking out, going yeah. nuts. Yeah. And everyone else was so polite and nice and just yeah. asking me what the hell I was doing there. And yeah. some of them were like, oh, I'm just being transferred. I've been in jail for 30 years. I'm just being transferred prison and I'm just going into another wow. one. So you like how... How many hours ago were you riding a rail? Oh, at that, uh, so like, maybe like I'm just trying to get a yeah, maybe like okay, so maybe like an hour, like forty minutes after I'd been arrested, I was sitting there, sitting down. So within one hour, you've gone from like trying to figure out this square curve rail board slide to sitting next to a dude who's been in prison for thirty years. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll never forget <laughs> you sitting in this big. You get processed through multiple rooms, but I never forget being in this big white room with heaps of people sitting on these pews like a church and all that's in front of you is this big TV with one ad playing on repeat and it just says, if you have ever been sexually abused in the county jail, please call this number. <laughs> so all you have in front of you is this message. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just constantly going through your mind. But I was like freaking out. I had no idea what to do. Some guy's like, you got to get a lawyer if you want to get out of here quick because from what your charge is, like, you know, a misdemeanor, like you're just going to sit in here for days because they're not going to process you that oh. fast. 
So I got a lawyer. I I never forget. A lawyer or your parents? Logan, no, I did not want my parents (laughs) to know. In fact, they didn't know the full gravity of this situation until I came back to Australia. Until they watched this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Logan let me wrote down his number on the phone, and I call. I never forget this. This is fucked. I call um, the phone, and Mike Herman picks up. And I'm like, Mike, man, I'm freaking out. Like, I don't know what to do. I need you to go to the house, get my wallet and get a lawyer, like pay the lawyer to come here and get me. He's like, bro, can you just call back? We're just having lunch right now. Like, we'll be, we'll, we'll, we'll sort it out soon. We're just eating. And then calls back. I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> and then I'm like, just put the, give, put, give the phone to Logan. Give the phone to Logan or Theo. And then he gives it to like one of them. And then Theo um, from Brother Scooters yeah. um, and Matt were like, whatever you want, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, and they okay, got yeah. the lawyer and I was out after like, you know, 10, 11 hours or something yeah, like that. Okay, yeah. Um, but I was just like put into my own cell for a bit and like just sitting there, own thoughts, just what the fuck is my life? And yeah. you're just like, I'm so far from home. You feel very independent when you're traveling around the world, like but doing what like you want. No phone, obviously, you know, yeah. you're, you're just like, and you have no idea, like, what yeah. you're facing. Am I actually going to get, like, charged for this? Like, mm. am I actually going to get, like, two weeks in prison? Like, you have no idea what the consequences are. So I was, like, freaking out. And the lawyer was just like, I'll go to a judge and see what I can do. And then all of a sudden I just get told I'm out. Like, and then I got outside the jail and, yeah, Logan and stuff picked me up and it was the best banana milkshake I've ever tasted when they brought me one. <laughs> How much did it cost? Oh, man. Was it wild? They, so the lawyer, like, acted for me in court because I was obviously leaving Texas. Um, and they, like, you know, said, oh, okay, as long as he's willing to do 20 hours of community service and pay for the rail, like, we'll yep. drop all the charges. And I paid thousands in, like, paying for the rail, <laughs> like, just fines in general. How many thousands of dollars does it take? For someone to paint the rail. That's Probably like crazy. cost me all up like 7,000 oh, yeah, Australian, yeah. something like Jesus. that. Jesus. Um, but the rail is still there. They never like... like. Is it still scratched? It would be. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know that dude, Nathan Bird, the French rider? No. Uh, he's just a French rider. He won the Olay Trick of the Year. Okay. Or like yeah, yeah. He won yeah, the yeah, Olay yeah, Mashup yeah. Contest. Yeah. Um, he was. He might still be in America, but maybe like two months ago he was... I got a message from him like, hey, man, what happens if you get arrested in America? Because I'm at the rail you were trying and you got arrested. So, like, will I be okay if I try it? And I'm like, I wouldn't risk it. And then I'm like, can you, like, is it the same rail? And he's like, yeah, it's the same one. I was like, so I fucking paid for a rail and they never fucking made one? What What? the hell? Which I'm kind of hyped for, I guess. Like, other people can try it. But it was like, what the hell did I pay for? Just put Um, in a request to make it circle. Yeah. Be like, hey, any- we've gone to the effort of actually redesigning the rail just would to be a little, you know, a little bit better. Thought we'd go. Would you like any on. input on it? Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, uh, so we, we thought it could go flat for a bit and then down. Yeah. <laughs> down. And we're just going to make it curve up and down, <laughs> make it nice and wavy. A couple yeah. of redirects. Yeah. Some perfects. But yeah, it was gnarly. It was so stupid too because I had to do community service back in Australia. Because by the time I got all those like yeah, things yeah. I had to do, I like hit the lawyer up. I was like, how the hell do I do community service if I'm here? And yeah. he was like, well, just do it in any nonprofit and just somehow prove to us that you did it. So I just, <laughs> this is another weird story, but I had to, um, <laughs> I study film and I study film at university and me and Max one day were riding these ledges at the beach. And yeah. there was this guy who started screaming at us like, can't ride these. I'm about to host this 
um, disability group for fishing and like we need this air. I was like, oh, chill. And he sees we've got a big camera and he's like, oh, I need someone to film a doco for, for what we do here. We teach disabled kids how to fish and it's yeah. all not for profit. Oh, that's gnarly. So for uni, I did that for him. Yeah. And um, it was super fun. And then I like thought, wow, what these guys do is sick. And when I had to do my community service, I did that. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. taught disabled kids how to fish for like two weeks. So yeah. it was this nice like... It forced me into doing that, but yeah. it was like a great way to kind of serve my community yeah, or like yeah, have to yeah. do that. And um, that's gnarly. Yeah, that was fun. And but so yes, you did that in Australia. Yeah. yeah, that's really random. It is for like something I did in Texas. I wonder yeah. if like you had have just. <laughs> no sense. I wonder if you had have just done nothing if it ever would have come back on you. The well, fact that you didn't do the the dude who service. like ran the organization. I was like, I'm doing this for community service. I need you to write a letter. He's like, bro, you write it. I'll sign yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I wrote it out and then he just signed it and sent it away. And then that's, that's the kind of reference you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it was pretty basic. I didn't yeah. lie or anything, but like, Jazzy I did the, is did the full an service. immaculate human. He is an <laughs> exemplary fisherman. Something like that. Um, that's weird with how strict those cops were like with like, you know, charging you and how strict they were with the rail. You'd think they wouldn't let you leave the country until you've served time. Yeah. Like, mm. service there. That's Sounds really like once weird. the lawyer got him out, it was... Just kind of explain the scenario. Yeah. But it was weird because, like, Logan and stuff are pretty certain. They're like, you're not going to get arrested. Because like, it's pretty rare for someone to get arrested yeah, for like riding. Yeah, cop was just, like, like on a, it. At day. least up until then. I mean, like, a couple months ago, fucking Rudy, Maxime, Nick, Casey, Snail all got arrested at the one spot for riding wow. the spot. Which is pretty gnarly. Gnarly. What yeah. happened after you got out? Did you continue this road trip yeah. and stuff? Yeah, we went to Houston, uh, but I was PTSD as hell, like, yeah, in like hitting anything. Scared to hit shit. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. If you got done for the same thing after you got out, that would have been a lot Any worse. cop, like, just, just terrifying for me. Did like, it, yeah. Did it make it hard for you to go back? To America? Uh, yes, it did. Like, it, it did. shows up on your record and stuff? So, I've only just now sorted it out. Like, I went back to America twice after that. Mm-hmm. But it was, for one of those times, it was on the same visa. And then they were like, yo, you're not allowed to have this visa because you've been arrested. Next time you come back, get a new one. Yep. Next time I did, I went back, but I didn't state that I'd been arrested. <laughs> and then they were nice enough to still let me in. Uh, okay. But then the third time, I my visa had run out, so I applied for a new one and said, yes, I have been arrested. Yeah, and it yeah. just straight up denied me. Oh, that yeah. happened to me. Yeah. yeah. And I, up until, so like during this competition, this is scootering, I've spent like, I've spent like the last seven months like working on visas, like trying yeah, to get it all sorted, yeah, yeah. like going to the consulate. And then I went for my official interview in um, on like the fourth day of the competition. And then, yeah, just got approved for an athlete visa for America. Oh, so I can nice. officially go back yeah, yeah, yeah. and go there and actually and officially ride yeah. as a sponsored rider there, which is like the... That changes things slightly, doesn't it? Being yeah. on an athlete visa and do you have to report how much money you make over there and shit Potentially. Like that, I think okay. I have like yeah. a manager who's like, help, uh, who yeah, helps yeah. sort it out. But for me, it's just, I mean, it means I can go back because yeah. like for the last like year and a half, two years, like where I haven't been able to go. I haven't been since California Coalition, which is literally two years ago right now. Yep. Um, and not being able to go back. The idea of just like knowing I can't hit American rails, can't see all the homies, can't yeah. eat New York pizza has been like 
so shitty. So it's it's awesome to know I can at least go back. But is that like your favorite place to go if you're traveling? I mean, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Like it's it's so it's it's amazing in itself. I can't compare because I love fucking Stockholm and Copenhagen and all those places. But yeah, it's like you just you know you 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 want what you can't have essentially, yeah, and once yeah, it's gone, you're sure. like fuck. Like I gave up real quick when we were like it might have been twenty. 14 or 13 we were like the first unfair trip me reese nathan we're going to america we started like looking at all of it and i was like oh i better double check the criminal record stuff with getting into america Mm -hmm. found out it could be a little bit hard so went for a uh, meeting at this u.s embassy in sydney got denied entry to america Luckily, before we booked a ticket, yeah, yeah, and I was just like, "Fuck you!" If I'm not allowed into America, and it was for weed charges, and weed was at the time becoming like legal in America yeah, and stuff, yeah, and I yeah. was just like, "This is so backwards." It is that I just haven't thought about it again since, and I'm like to this day, like as much as now, I would love to go to America. It's mm-hmm. also like I very early on in life just went, "I'm never." I'm never going there because they, you know, like yeah, deny yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, so you don't, you know, I'm not going to go. I don't think it's forever. Uh, I think it's, it's like... nearly 10 years. Exactly. So I think I it is I'll 10 be, years. I reckon I will be able to go yeah. soon. Yeah. It's... Because she, when I had the interview, she was saying like... Um, it was funny because I brought all my... I went there and there was all these people there applying for visas and they have this booklet full of recommendation letters and all this crap. And I had like... All I had were my court documents <laughs> of, of proof that I've been arrested. Oh, and, and everyone else has got good references. Yeah, and, and I'm like, fuck, I'm so unprepared. Like, I'd been prepared, but, like, I was like, I, all I can say is that I've been arrested. And I talked to her, and, she's, and she, like, looked me up and saw, like, oh, you're an athlete. And she read the thing. She's, like, grind, she's just reading it. She's, like, grinding a handrail? Like, you're not a criminal. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But she explained to me, like, she herself was American, but she was like, it's so backwards because you can be – a prostitute in America, like you can be a prostitute and go to America, but you can never have solicited prostitution, like, and you can't go, like, yeah. So it was like it doesn't. It, there's like, it's weird, like the way the system works. But it's it's gnarly, and it's yeah. it's. But like you've got to you got to pay to play, you know. Um, but I'm super hyped to go back at some point because there's so many rails I'd love to do. Yeah, well, now it's like a whole different thing. With go back the, for your... With COVID. COVID stuff, yeah. yeah. Go back for your square curvy. Oh, my God. What if you drove past? What if you just, you know... I do not I'm want sh- a piece of that thing. Fuck that thing. It's uh, a square curve too. Yeah. <laughs> but you could 50 it now. Oh, you probably know, not. 50s. I think it'd be good for a hanger. Like uh, a hanger around one of those because the back wheel would drag you through. Yeah, but yeah. You fuck that. I didn't want to go back to Austin. I think you know the trick I'm going to suggest. Backshug. Backshug. <laughs> for reference, every every single spot we've rocked up to in the past 31 days, every single spot he's been like, backshug, backshug, backshug. Everyone. Every single spot. And I didn't film one backshug the entire trip. Yeah, you did. Oh, I did. Yeah, did. I saw it. Yeah. I know. You did one backshug. I saw Will's photo of it. Oh, true. Yeah. 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 Backshug. <laughs> Anyway, no. um, yeah. So that was a, that was a very crazy story. That yeah. was, but um, yeah. I feel like you've got to go through that kind of gnarly stuff to, because goddamn, to appreciate. Like I got to see the beautiful and ugly side of America at least. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but yeah, modeling. <laughs> what's what's going on there? So. Yeah, like I said, COVID kind of stuffed me a bit. Like everything was going great, you yeah. know. 
last thing I, last things I was doing was like I did a show for Tom Brown in Paris, which was awesome. Yeah, and did some yeah some catalog stuff, and I had. Uh, and what's Tom Brown? Is that like you know? It's like an it's Gucci? a big. Is that like, it's pretty up there. It's, it was a big, um, pretty big brand from New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and wow. that was crazy. And like we were doing that, and then the whole, I was like walking the show, and like in the front row, it's just like the whole cast from Game of Thrones. It was like so, so strange. Wow. <clears throat> and uh, that was awesome. And then maybe like, at that time was pretty cool because I had a campaign that I did for Philip Pline yeah. and that was in like all the airports that I was going through. So like I was able to see myself on the airports and the billboards. Uh, there's a photo on my Instagram of me in front of one of them, which is cool. That's gnarly. I think I've seen it, but like yeah. I keep saying my memory. So I shit. saw it. I only saw it myself in two airports, one in Germany and one in Italy. But um, there were kids who were sending me photos. Like they'd seen one, one kid seen it on, saw it on say a billboard. Your name? No, no. So, th okay, that's cool because yeah. – they're seeing you and like recognizing you. Yeah, like, or maybe they recognized it from the photo I'd posted, but like it was uh, pretty I reckon, cool. I reckon they'd be recognizing you. Yeah, like, it was maybe cool. Maybe they're though. like, this guy looks like you. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. How did that start though? Well, that whole, was um, the whole modeling thing altogether. Like, how does one just so end up in that world? I did another trip with Logan and stuff. So after the. 2018 coalition we did in Barcelona. I went to New York, yeah, and which was awesome. First time in New York with Logan, Mike, Brian, Badger was with us. Yeah, it was sick. And when I was there, I went on a date with, from Tinder uh, with this girl, yeah, and she's like, "Come to this party," and it was like, "Yeah, sick. I'll come." My last night in Manhattan, I'll fucking. And it turned out to be this like album launch for this DJ, like this big DJ I'd never heard of before. But mm. at the party, there was like all these models and designers and like people who are famous but you never heard of them at least like that's what i was like seeing and all the people around me like that's that that's that i had no idea and when i was there people kept asking me like who you signed with who you signed with and i was like fucking mad gear like <laughs> <laughs> i was like i don't know what do you mean fucking mad gear, <laughs> fucking mad gear action sports baby and mgp uh yeah and and basically like they kind of said, oh, you should, you should give it a go, you know, get into that world. And I remember like thinking, oh, okay. I took a couple of their phone numbers or like email. I can't remember Instagram. Yeah. And I went back on the trip and I was talking to Brian. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, it's pretty weird. It's pretty out of my like forte. Like, mm. I don't know if I'd want to do it. And he's like, bro, like you never know, like what could happen. Like it could be, you could, he's like, you'll remember this having the opportunity and not doing it if you don't. Do yeah. It. So I was like, sure. fuck it. Like, and then I went back to Melbourne and, used the contacts and got a, um, an agency in, in Melbourne. Yeah. And then that dude was like, Greg, my manager in Melbourne, he was like, no, you are not Australia. You need to go to Paris, Milan and London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Like that's where your look will, um, will do you well. And thanks to scootering, like, and having like all these overseas opportunities, I just went straight there and then yeah. I would just stay in Milan and Paris and all this stuff. And, and that's what kicked it off. And then I just kind of like utilized my time in Europe. I was, half riding, half doing that, and then just fucking went for it. And it was really, really fun. And, like, up until COVID, like, yeah. it was it was going sick. And I was really excited because the last season I did was the Women's Fashion Week in Paris in uh, February 2019. Yeah. Sorry, 2020. Um, and that and – Women's Fashion Week. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Like, Women's Fashion Week will use a few men, but not okay. so many. Yeah. And the men, oh, that's like props to you then. I was hyped like to get something because yeah. there's not too many guys in those. So yeah. I was hyped to get something in that. But 
Um, I was really hyped to go June when they had the men's and Paris has a lot of really cool shows like Rick Owens, Fetterman's like all these ones that I would have had a chance with because they use a lot of long head guys yep. and COVID hit. So yeah. it was fucking done. Um, but good. yeah, COVID hit um, and it was done. So like up until throughout COVID, I was just kind of more doing more influencing stuff where my agencies would just kind of send me brands that would like want to yeah. work with me through Instagram, yeah. which is cool. But it's not the same as like getting to go to castings and yeah. do a runway because it's such a you, realistic experience. Do you think it could lead to like commercials and acting? Yeah, we and can stuff for sure like that. And would you go for that if it ever started leaning that way? If I mean, was just like oh, my my thoughts on it is it's just an awesome experience, and like I'll kind of do whatever's in front of me. Like yeah. if it's there, fuck it. Yeah. Um, but in terms of commercials and stuff, like I went to, a f- I've done a few. Like when you're in Milan, you're like or Paris, your agency will send you like, okay, you're going to ten castings today. Yeah. One will be for a catalogue, one will be for a show, one will be for a magazine, blah blah blah. And a lot of them were for commercials. And I remember doing the last um, casting I did for commercials for like a biscuit company. And the the casting for it is so funny because you're on camera and you just have to eat this biscuit. And I'm the one I had to do. I just like eat it and just like smile and like chew with like great intensity. Just like this is the best biscuit I've yeah. ever eaten in my could, life. Could you reenact I was going to ask you to reenact it. I, I, I obviously. Like imagine you're there and we're like, boom, 10K check on the table if you pull this <laughs> off. Like, I didn't get the job, so obviously I didn't do it yeah. very well. <laughs> but it was so hard because I remember having to like chew, like, and then look at the camera and smile. And it was so <laughs> fucking hard because, like, it, and I couldn't do it properly, but it was like so hard. But it, commercials pay the most, so yeah, if you can get them, that's. Yeah. Was it a good biscuit? Yeah, it was sick. It was like I didn't have to go to lunch because you can just keep eating it. <laughs> I was intentionally well, fucking it, it up. Well, it makes it all worth it. I remember doing like I was hungry as hell. This is another one. This is another one. It was kind of like a Tim Tam biscuit one, mm. and I was hungry as hell. And I and I'd already done one biscuit like <laughs> casting. <laughs> So I was like, if I fuck it up, I'll keep getting to eat them. So I can't. so I like fucked up two takes intentionally. I'm like, oh, wait, so third try. I got this one, you know. So I got to eat more biscuits, which was cool. So, j- so just like your clips, you can't even eat a biscuit first. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever do Basically. any tryouts where you were like had to say a line? Like, no. this is Coca-Cola. You no, know, like, no, oh, I didn't have damn. to. I mean, particularly when it's in like Italy, like... Oh, yeah, true, true. Um, yep, yep, that would yep. be sick, though. You mentioned before that your manager said your look will work better. Yeah. Like, I've done... Do, do I, they have a... Do you have a, a look? Does And does it have a, you know... Like oh, is it, this... Is it the height? Is it the hair? Is it the... It's like... Know? I think modelling is kind of broken up into commercial and runway. Yeah. And, like, um, commercial and, like, high fashion and stuff. So, like, I was looked at as more kind of, like, high fashion, which is runway and editorial, which is kind of magazine stuff. Yeah. And then commercial, it means, like, commercials and, like, magazines and, like, you know, Bond's underwear. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Australia is more commercial, like, where you would see more ripped guys, yeah, like, and more yeah, classic, yeah. attractive kind of people. Yeah. Whereas I'm very, very skinny, and, like, Paris and Milan love really skinny. Okay, and like, yeah. So, like, that's where you are more suited to go. Yeah. I've done stuff here before. Like, I've done the fashion weeks here, and I've done some, like, I've done shows here and some other stuff, but, like, it's nowhere near the same. And, like... If you're more like classic looking, like you'll do really well here. But okay, yeah. So you've was, got like a unique look with yeah. the height and the skinniness. Yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. It's a weird industry though. It's like 
they make you make you compare yourself so much yeah, to other people because yeah. you just you have to be really thick skinned. Like yeah. I was very already like very like pretty thick skinned. Like I didn't really care too much. But like you go to castings and you're already very um, comparing yourself because like they'll just be like no. No, no, no. Thank was you. Was it for like the movies and stuff? Did you ever like walk into any rooms and it's like and people like people are just really like brutal to you? Was oh. there like brutal shit? Like, oh nah, you've got cause you're you know, boom, get out of here, like don't like that nose or like Um not as many like where they're just straight up assholes. Like Yeah. Remember the first time I met my agency in Milan and like you learn how to walk for a runway or like walk for the casting? And you realize it's so intense. And like my agent was just straight up just like, you have a very feminine walk. You need to change that straight away. And then he's like, no, terrible, terrible, terrible. So I had to like okay, yeah. at night So like time, just straight up. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is like they're helping you. Yeah, but like sure. I had to like film myself in the hallways of the apartment and just like practice walking. And then I'd send it to my agent and the agent here and like, what do I need to do? Like, and eventually you get good at it or like you – get by yeah but then you see other guys at these castings and they just walk with so much intensity and they slay it's like holy shit they're fucking killing it yeah, yeah. um what's what's gotten you the most like good attention uh, do, do they come up and go like oh your hair's so it's always that yeah, like okay. i mean and that's kind of the thing but it's hard because there's like i'm in between in length because ah. like the ideal length is kind of like here like at the shoulders so you're above average there's and then there's <laughs> no but then there's like Paris where they'll have guys where it's down to like here, yeah, down to the yeah, hips. Yeah, yeah. And then they're kind of suited to then there's a lot of guys who will do both women's wear and men's wear. Yeah. So this is kind of in between. But it yeah. still works. But yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Like I'd have friends who would like tell me like, oh, my agency won't put me up for any castings unless I lose like six kilos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like that's the guys. And that's just what I heard from the guys. And like I couldn't imagine how much the girls were like, you know what it was doing for their self-esteem. Mm. So it was a pretty gnarly industry, but you make some awesome friends. Yeah, like yeah, awesome. Really sick experience. Um, I and wonder, having, yeah, sorry. Having, I always thought like having the scooter kind of makes you unique in a sense, but mm. at the set, I remember like I did this Are job. Are you taking it with you? Yeah, yeah dude, yeah. I, I kind of became known because you'd <laughs> go to uh, castings and you'd have like 10 in a day and you're running around Milan, Paris, like how the fuck do I get to this many in one day? Mm. And I just like, I need, I'm just taking my scooter. Fuck it. Like, who cares? And then you'd go to the after parties. You'd be like, yo, the scooter dude. I see you at every casting with the scooter. And I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I did this job in uh, in London for men's health um, where they needed like someone who could skate. And like I could skate. So yeah. like I got the job and it was like, I was sick. I got the cover <laughs> for the magazine for that one too, which was awesome. But we were skateboarding at this bowl in London and skating in like fucking two, three thousand dollars shoes. It was like fucking wow. so weird. Wow. Yeah. But um, I was staying with Jackson Smith in London at the time. Yep. And he was like, "Bring your scooter, cause like they just, c they could fuck with it, you just know? in case you get it into the." Mag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I did, and I was like, in between shooting, I was like riding the scooter. I was doing some inwards, like hitting the rail. Like intentionally in front of them, like so maybe they'd be like, "That's kind of sick." Yeah. But they were like straight up, like, "No, no, no! Skateboarding is the it thing. Like we we aren't straying away yeah, from that." Yeah, yeah. I was like so bummed. I was like really hoping it would be a, like yeah. a time to get it. But can you talk? Uh, can you talk shit about this company? Because I was going to ask you a question that <laughs> your answer might be talking shit on them. But was it lame? Like, 
Oh yeah, you know, like was it completely not really how skateboarding is? Yeah, and oh shit totally, like that? totally. Yeah, yeah. It was okay. cool. Like they were they were trying to make it like still skating. Yeah, like everyone they kind of booked was were good at skating. Like it was just me and two other dudes. But like I got a hard flip, um, like shot by shot in like on a double page spread in the mag. Um, but there were ones like where I had to wear like a full Stella McCartney blue suit and be skating. It was just unrealistic yeah, wear yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But um, like there was still awesome. Like there's this one dude who was like, who got this sick fiver on like the pool coping. Like it was still sick, yeah, but yeah, sick. Um, I was the, the, there was guys who were like filming the behind the scenes and like, this is not skateboarding. Like <laughs> you, you didn't, you didn't like have to mole grab. No photo or something because you know no. that's the one you see in like I said that to them yeah. on one photo I like was holding it and like can you hold it like by the trucks I was like yo it's kind of looked down upon can I just hold it like this and like yeah whatever yeah, so they yeah, weren't yeah, like yeah. so strict but you should have mole grabbed just oh, for the like I know. sake of it like, I think there's like an Instagram page about <laughs> it like mole grab skateboarding and they like in like advertising yeah exactly stuff. yeah yeah that's the classic I was, with the trucks backwards I was waiting <laughs> for that fucking like magazine shoot to go in that yeah wait for it but luckily what's the last last modeling question what's like the biggest thing i've done uh i i guess like brand like um it would be the philip plain stuff like because i did a campaign for them um i did like some shows for roberto cavalli tom brown which is really fun um, and this is like thousand dollar tops. Yeah, like of super expensive. Like, okay, wow. There's one. One. Do you have a collection of? Do you get free stuff when you're there? Kind like, of. Like is this jacket worth like no, four hundred dollars? I got this at a at a West End thrift store. Okay, for like <laughs> no, twenty no. bucks. Um, that you can sometimes take the stuff, but like not really. There's okay. One store is just funny. I did this. <laughs> job for this company called matchless london and yep. i think like arnold schwarzenegger owns a part of stake in it because it's a wow. it's a leather jacket brand yeah and i did a show for them and they paid us fuck all and like they gave us like no food no water and all the models were just like fuck this and after the show we had to do this thing called um a presentation where you are basically a mannequin standing in like a museum standing on like a white box and you just stand there for three hours as people come in and look at you and feel the clothes and take photos and you have to stand for like three hours straight just standing as still as you can yeah like it's not frowned moving. upon if you move yeah but no you, you, you can move, move around when they want to look at it but like you're standing the yeah, whole time. yeah, yeah, yeah. as just you're literally like in character yeah, yeah as like literally a mannequin wow. it's like pointless in a way but yeah. wow. It's um, like, um, you know, there's mannequins. <laughs> yeah, dude. But they're, um, they're the dude, uh, a lot of the other dudes I was with, they were like, fuck this. Like, do you know how much we're getting paid for this? And I was like, how much? And they're like, like nothing, like yeah. nothing compared to other shows. Yeah. And why, and as the show finished, so I was like five guys who just stole everything they were wearing. Wow. <laughs> it's like, this is my payment. And then yeah, they yeah, all yeah. just walked out with the clothes they yeah. had on. Sell that shit. I was like, oh. I don't know if I want to like blacklist myself yeah, from the brand, but like. It's a good call. <laughs> um. Yeah, I do have one funny story. This is a show I didn't get, but when you're doing castings, you get like a list of castings every day for your manager, but there's so many more that are happening. Like, cause maybe the brands will like want to see you, maybe other brands don't, but there's a lot of shows that I did where I just rocked up to a casting I wasn't invited to and still got the job. And that's called crashing, like crashing the casting. And I was crashing so many castings once I realized you could still get a job from it. Yeah. And I went to the Versace casting um, and I went in the line and I was the only guy there with long hair and everyone else was like thin, muscly, short hair. And I was like, dude, I fucking should not be here. 
you go, you wait like an hour in the line, you get to the front, you walk, they say, thank you for coming, you leave. And I walk and then the dude is just like, okay, go upstairs. And I was like, am I in trouble? Like, am I fucking seeing the principal right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> And I like, it was a good thing. Like I walked up and I made it to like the next round of castings. And then like 10 minutes later, I was like, they put me in just underwear. And then you walk into a room where there's like, five people and in in those five people is donatella versace the owner of versace yeah <laughs> very famous person yeah and you just walk into this room and walk in a circle in front of them in purely just underwear and then you just walk in a circle until they say stop they look at you ask you and then i talked to her for a second and she was like what's your name where are you from okay thanks for coming for some reason i thought that was a guy's name when you i don't i don't know anything oh about yeah brands and stuff well okay, there's so um, that's a lady yeah Gianni Versace is the owner, was, but he uh, died okay. and then that's the sister and she's run it since yep. the 90s. But yep. she's like super famous and it was like, I didn't get the job in the mm. end, but it was like I just crashed it and still got to go got in there. Got up to the owner. Yeah, it that's was so gnarly. weird, but um, it was a very funny story just to tell my mom that. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I met her, it was crazy. Bit different to making it in scootering. Yeah, <laughs> but it was very, um, very intimidating scenarios where you just have to walk in your underwear. You have to be quite like... Conf like I'm not exactly the most confident person in my body, but it was like, you just have to like fake it. Like just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. confident. Fuck yeah. it. Like, but yeah, very unique, different world and like lots of cool people awesome. like, for sure. Yeah. Rad. So very fun, very fun times. How much time we got? Oh yeah. Um, front hurricane or fakie hanger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I call them fakie hangers, but they are front hurricanes. Yeah. I think it's just out of habit. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, okay, we, me and Kai came up with a good one. So, like, front hurricane, you have just your back wheel or back hurricane too, just your back wheel locked in, the front kind of hanging over. When there's two wheels locked in, a Eurocane. Oh, my God. Well, it is. That's very European. To yeah, do, yeah, Eurocane. And then front hurricane, just that front wheel locked over. Yeah. Um, and then I think Badger or someone was saying it's, like, it's not a hurricane unless your body is facing forward and the scooter is facing backwards, which is true. Because that's like a back hurricane. Yeah, exactly. Like so front hurricane, you're like... Yeah, exactly. You should be when like you're leaning, you know, over you, yeah. your bodies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I've called them fakie hangers because I like to look... I don't like to turn my head a lot of the time. Like I can do it, but I prefer to look that way. So like I'll just call it a fakie hanger because I'm not turning my head. It's so confusing and like no one is on the same page at all, but fuck it. It's fun. It's a very fun trick to do. Looks cool. Feels cool. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But that's not the point of the, sub, the the topic. The point is to get in huge arguments about it for like <laughs> hours and hours about. The one that I'll fight for is over 50s. In so, so oh, right, here we this go. This is the rail. So you're approaching it backside. Yeah. You hop over. Into a 50, yeah. over 50. Is that a... Over, over front 50. Is that what you think it is? Yeah. Wait, is so the person goofy or Oh, I get it though, because you're coming up backside. So a lip slide, is that an over backboard? <laughs> <laughs> that's my logic. Yeah, okay. Mm. I, I get it. I get it. But that's... But you're in a front 50. But when you yeah. approach the rail. If you did it on a quarter pipe. Oh my God. Yeah, but in pipe. a lip, you're... You're in a... Yeah, motherfucker. Backboard. It's also backwards. Over backboard. Dude, I'm, I'm going to... Disregard that you even ever said that because I just don't. It's well, I don't even fuck, do over fifties. Yeah, yeah, it is. That sucks. But in the in the essence of whenever you're doing a trick, whether your toes or heels are facing the rail, is what makes it back or front. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, Sean Diesel agrees with my logic that he still calls it an overfront out of habit. Yeah. Because yeah. he's just learned it that way. But yeah. I, I believe well, you it's approach not, it. It's that there's, you know, overfront. It depends what you say first. Because it could be a back over. Backs at over 50. It's Backs like when people talk about 270. Or over front 50. If yeah, you say if like... You said over front 50, it doesn't make sense because a lift wouldn't be an over backboard. <laughs> it just well, doesn't work It's like 270 lips Because if you say Yeah I did 270 back lip Or 270 front lip People have to kind of Think about that for a second mm. Because You're talking about The way you're spinning Yeah 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 Exactly yeah. So most people Will just kind of be like Back 270 lip Or front 270 lip Because yeah. it's easier For you to immediately know What you're talking about Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But this Fuck that topic bro. It's just We're never going to come To <laughs> a conclusion I think my logic mm. is It is I get it I get it for sure Approach your backside Backside over 50 done Yeah but then you're in a front 50, so it's, yeah, no. It's if, you, if you did it on a quarter part, right? Yeah. Like, you're still, you're like, <laughs> to do it properly, you're leaning over that side of the yeah. rail. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like it's a different grind. It feels what, completely what different. What is uh, on the cards for you at the moment? Oh, I think I know what you're hap- leaning towards. What's happening? So, I have a SIG deck coming out. The V2. But you already have a SIG deck. Yeah, so it is the V2 SIG deck. Yeah. I have been testing it since about October last year. Yeah. Um, and Living up to your standards? Well, we've been testing. I'll get into it a little bit. Yeah. Like, So obviously the first one was quite heavy. It was a much heavier deck. I made it intentionally that heavy because I wanted a scooter that would never break. Your first SIG deck? Yeah, And yeah. that was definitely what they were known for. Yeah. Like, well... I among, think I delivered in that promise. being your, you know, signature, that's like a... If anyone claims warranty, anything like that on any other deck and asks about another yeah. deck they could suss, it's like, well, if you want to spend that same amount of money and never have any cracks, breaks, then this is the one to go for. But yeah. it is a little bit heavier. Yeah, it's yeah. a heavy... It's a heavy boy. So that was the thing we've been making with this one, making it considerably lighter... But when you make it lighter, it can also also be um, weaker. Weaker. Yeah. So like they've been fire. Like uh, it's a mon- it's a bigger deck. I won't get into how big it is, how long it is yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, that. that's all good. But yeah, I've just been testing prototypes and just like making sure there's a compromise between strength and like and a good weight. Yeah. And yeah. um, so not not too light that it's weak, but not so yeah. strong that it's as heavy as the old one. So it's yeah. been finding that happy medium, yeah. and I think we're pretty good at the moment. Yeah. And I'm Sick. hoping a few months from now we shall be seeing it. But the graphics all done, yeah, it looks awesome. That's probably the best thing about it. I'm super hyped. It, to me, it's quite a it's a wall hanger deck. Yeah. Like I've I worked a long while on creating a cool graphic, so. I'm super hyped to release it, and no, no word on when it's gonna hit the hit the. Well, market. I don't even know. Okay, hey, so I actually don't know. Still, just you know, getting it. Yeah, like ready we're finalizing. Yeah, like, yeah. like, is this prototype the one? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I'm pretty yeah. sure it might be. So, yeah. very soon we're gonna be going into production, and yeah. you will see it this year. Uh, this year, you will see it for sure. I can say yeah. that. Um, oh, you promised. Hundred percent. Promised the people. Hundred percent this year, definitely. Dude, I don't know, man. Like from what I'm hearing about China um, and stuff, production times and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like if if things aren't in production already. It. I mean, obviously, it depends on your your factory and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, ramping up to Christmas now that you know there's like um, supply shortages of materials. And okay. Big, yeah, big I have heard that. Businesses are like hoarding types of materials and stuff like that. Damn. I don't think it'll affect scootering like too 
Crazy. Well, don't quote me. I'm pretty nah, sure. Quote him. He promised. Like. I, okay, I'll stick to it because I'm pretty sure it will come out this year. I reckon. Um, I reckon but make it happen. yeah, if anything does slow it down, it will be COVID. But yeah, I'm hyped. I've been filming um, for the V2 promo. Yeah, that's what I was also going to ask. Yeah, so I finished the Tranquility video, released that just before the end of last year. Yeah. And since then, I've been filming bit by bit for it. It's been. Yeah, not too many. I'm only a handful of clips deep. I'm yep. hoping before I leave Brisbane to film like a couple more. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like uh, hopefully a few months from now, have it out. But yeah, I really obviously am. time it with the deck a bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it'll probably drop after it. I'm not so like anal about getting it out right when it drops. Yeah, like yeah. I would rather fucking be stoked on the video than like release it just because it's when the video drops. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So for sure. I'll see. And particularly because I'm nowhere near close to finishing it right now, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll definitely be taking my time and yeah. making sure it's something I'm proud of first. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Must um, be pretty hard finding all like the weird spots that you yeah, want to hit. Yeah, particularly just in Australia. It's, yeah. But it's cool. Like, I mean, as I said before, like even having you guys in Melbourne, like it kind of gave me spending a lot of time with Reese and Kai and stuff and just kind of especially just after watching in our nature like i kind of that was so inspirational for me in terms Hell of yeah. like watching how clay rides watching how reese rides how they approach things like mm. that's been super sick so i have i have a lot of inspiration and motivation for this video at least to obviously i do want to hit my kind of classic spots and like change it up but i would love to kind of utilize classic you know classic ledge rails and yeah. stuff and get a bit more creative and add something new to the book at least mm, that's my yeah. goal so, yeah, you'll have the SIG deck hopefully soon and the video hopefully Who's soon. Who's filming you? Oh, it's a mix, hey. Like Do Dylan, you have your own setup that you keep? Yeah, yeah. I've just got the HMC-150 interlaced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the HMC-150 and Dylan has one too and he's got an MK2 fisheye. So I've been filming with Dylan a lot. And Vinny, good friend, he's really good at filming long lens and cam has just gotten his hmc yeah, so yeah. i think cam will be a big part of helping me film this video he's yeah. already helped film for a bit of it so he'll be hyped yeah it should be sick well. but i'm hoping to get like get to sydney a bit this year as well like yeah. there's a lot of stuff on the central coast there's a cool um one of the filmers for the nike video nardo he's a super sick dude and he's like hyped to film some stuff with me in like Hell in sydney wow. that's sick um yeah he, there's a couple of spots he was just like i'm not giving you the pin unless i can film it so i was like fine yeah <laughs> that's sick yeah you're like so, double win yeah <laughs> i was like get fine. the spot and you film me yeah so that's i'm cool. i'm hyped um yeah it should be fun and like i'd love to get back up to like the sunny coast to go far north queensland the sunny coast yeah, that way that way, that way. <laughs> 18 hours that way <laughs> um kevin and i did that together with bales his girlfriend yeah. um end of 2019 and we were riding but not like filming filming and yeah. there was so much we saw going that far north that i would love to fucking go meet. while in like the riding filming mindset yeah exactly yeah. so I'm, I'm keen to kind of stay on this wave for yeah. a little bit well, all like, the boys did that kind of similar trip didn't oh no they only went about they did a, a third of where you as far as you would have gone do you know where they went it was the upper north trip wasn't it yeah yeah well that would all that footage would have been in rocky in the did nature. they get to rocky yeah i think I they did know. get to rockhampton yeah. yeah true well that was sick. clay would have been on his bike yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking clay <laughs> love clay on his bike nobody knows actually nobody really would know that i, I heard the story only a few weeks ago that clay rode a bike from 
Brisbane to Rockhampton out of nowhere. I don't telling know if it was Rocky. It was Gladstone, wasn't it? He said Rockhampton. Oh, he well, said himself. He said okay, Rockhampton. Okay, yeah, I forget. Because he rides everywhere. Yeah. He'll just go so far on the bike. But he just... Yeah. He's been doing it on the scooter too. Wow. Like... I asked him if he would um, come on the podcast and, like, talk about that stuff. And he was like, nah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, that'd be... As much as I'm sure, like, everyone would just love to... Yeah. You know, explore that, explore that mind. Yeah, I I'd guess love to hear him talk um, for a while. A mind like that is, that's for him. That's a lot to unravel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, I remember one time Regan and I were driving to Jindalee. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we just see Clay on the side of the road, like almost <laughs> at Jindalee. And we're just like, where the fuck did you ride from? And he was like, Coops. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and anyone knows, <laughs> anyone who knows Brisbane, like that is a long way to, it's like you could have got trains like there. It was like the other day and buses and when we were in Ipswich. And we just left the spot and we were going to the chrome rails and then we were like almost there and he's just on the fucking highway riding to the spot. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Wait, he got did you just like see him? Yeah, but, he, yeah, yeah, but yeah, out of context, we'd left at the same time and already he was in front of us, like on the scoot in the highway, like <laughs> yeah. 15 minutes down the road. We're like, what the fuck? But in <laughs> he reality, got, he'd gotten yeah. a lift to the server yeah, and then just okay, rode. Yeah. But, but we it wasn't like, as surprising as it should have been because it is clay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so wow. gnarly. Speaking of me and um me and Vinny have been like super hyped on long distance rides lately. Like we've been yeah t- doing that a little bit just for <laughs> just because it's funny. Yeah. Like one night I missed all buses home, so I like rode from Frankston to my house, which is like thirty k's, and I just got on the live stream, which I never do, never really get on the live, but it was just funny as, and I How, did that. Well, that would have been so annoying riding one hand. I was that drunk, far. so it was like oh my god, it kept me company. How long did sick. it take you? Uh, Three hours, about Jesus. That. But it was like it goes quicker when you're yeah. doing it. Yeah, when you're on the live stream and you're like so focused on that, and I was like constantly talking to people. It was like a, by the end of it, I'd I'd been through like fucking thirty countries of like kids just joining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like that All was these just time zones <coughs> waking up and it was crazy. It was so sick. Like so Forrest Gump. So that got me hyped. I'm like, let's do the city to Frankston, which is like almost sixty kilometers. Jesus and. I like hit up the chat, like the Melbourne chat. And I was like, I want to ride from the city to Frankston. Who's down? Everyone's like, fuck up. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I was like, who wants to join? Like, you fuck, like laughing. And then Vinny was like, fuck yeah, I'm down. Like, Vinny's just down. Like, yeah. Because it's funny. Like, it doesn't have to have too much purpose. Like, yeah. it was just. So we did that. And that was so fun. And like, it was so rewarding just because that's a trip we've done on the train. It's an hour train, you know. How long did it take you to ride? Oh, well, we were, like, not on the live stream, really, and, like, we were just going. And Vinny was setting a pace in a way. Like, it was a lot faster than I would have liked to have done it, but we did it in about four hours. Jesus. So, like, and, and the one I did from my house to Frankston, um, that was, like, Frankston in my house, that was, I was going considerably slower because I was... You like, can't go, like, highways and stuff. No. On a scooter. We did the whole bay. So, if you look at Melbourne, it's, it's like, a horseshoe. And we oh. rode, like, half that horseshoe just around along the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then cut into where you yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. No, it was it was sick. And then we want to do now around the whole bay, which is 255 kilometers, like in Jesus, total. Jesus, dude. But we don't think... You have to take tents and pull up. You we, can't do that in a day. Well, we oh. realized maybe. Yeah. We, like we realized like the only day you could do it is a day that they do a cycling around the bay in a day 
where they like make the road completely free for for bike riders to do it. Do you reckon they'd let scooters do it? That's the thing. Maybe I don't know. We'd have to like yeah. apply. But the only way you could do it is as the Westgate Bridge, and that's the only one you can really ride over to get through to the city. Yeah. And we'd have to do that. So we have to do it on that day that that bridge is open. Yeah. So. Well, you could do it and then just like Uber over the bridge. <laughs> And then get back is it on the really on the, Is it really the Yeah, if, it, if it's like through technicality, it, I think it'd be accepted. Yeah. But it's cool yeah. because like the bay, like it kind of, it's just literally this one horseshoe and then it meets here, this, these little heads. So you can see where you will end. Like you can look across the water and see where yeah. it'll end. Yeah. And then you have to do this hectic ride. So just swim. Yeah, you could. I uh, mean, uh, probably die, but like. Shit. <laughs> It's, yeah, no, but that's, that's super fun. And then it's so like, I don't know. It's fun to just do that kind of stuff. Gnarly. Dude, 250 Ks, that's, that's brutal. Yeah. That'd be, I don't even know. I can't even describe it. Dude, we'll, Tommy we'll Dang. sponsor man. it if you do it. If you do it, we'll figure out some way to sponsor yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> get like a, get like a drone that just yeah. follows me the whole way. That'd yeah, be sick. Yeah, I'll be, I'll have the drone and be in the car. Follow you with the drone. <laughs> just have like a shopping GoPro shot of just your face. Like oh, GoPro that the whole. Oh my <laughs> god, that'd be so good. Live like streamed. so wide, oh. like just your nose and your eyes. Well, how how far did we ride that night after the karaoke bar? That was just ten k's. Jesus, that dude. was ten k's. Yeah, so we're out drinking in Melbourne, and we're all like, we're checking the phones, like, yeah, last train soon, soon we should leave soon. We left to go to the station, and there was no train. And we're all really drunk and we're like, fuck. And then Jesse's like, fuck it, we'll ride. And I was just like, oh. Keep in mind, he has the camera bag, the yeah. tripod, like two camera bags, yeah. a tripod. Did yeah. everyone else offer to carry your camera bag? Yeah, we... we I didn't, the whole I didn't trip. Hey? I didn't... Oh, wait, my camera bag on the whole trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casey's offered to take it to the car for me. Oh, nice. But That's other than that, I'll, I would rather just it be on my back. Yeah, you're too scared to give yeah. it to anyone else. <laughs> I saw in like Insta clips and stuff, Reese had the big... Freaking massive tripod. Yeah, so, so that, that, that looked like it got shared we around. That tri- yeah, it did. We called that tripod duty. Tripod duty. And everyone hated it yeah. so much. And then on that drunk ride home, Reese actually broke the tripod bag so the shoulder strap didn't work. So we had to carry it around like that for like... The rest of the trip. Yeah. Mm. It that happened like one week in too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But wow. nah. I cannot wait sick. to see this video. Who do you think served tripod duty the, the most? <laughs> I think Kai because we just let we. I think Kai in the end. No, I don't think so though. Well, Kai would always be so against doing anything like anything like (laughs) yeah. So like we would always put it on him because he would what you get. He would react the most negatively to having to do something like oh I have to carry the bag. So it's like fuck him. Like you don't want to do it, so we're gonna make you do it the most. Yeah, it's like front seat. If you care a lot about front seat, everyone will get it. Right. I gotta give a shout out to Kai though because one time we're on the train from Footscray to we're going to the spot with like the stairs and the poles at the bottom, Mm. and I realized like. Fuck, like Kyle's meant to get the camera bag with the batteries in it and he didn't get it. So we get to the next station and I'll sort of joke around like, oh yeah, like Kai, get off the train and go and get the fucking camera bag with the batteries. And he was like, does everyone really want me to do this? And I was like, yep. And everyone was like, yep. So he got off, went back to the house, got it, came all the way back to the city and met up with us. Well, otherwise you wouldn't be filming. Well, I thought we... He took it like a champ. He just did it. It was sick. I had the battery for the long lens in the camera because I didn't charge it because we didn't use it the yeah, previous yeah. day or something like that. Yeah. And we get to the spot, we'll spot, right? And 
Will Scott spot. Will spot. <laughs> and uh, I get the GH5 out to film a fisheye clip and the battery's not there. And the rest of the dudes were just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to ride around the city. You just go and get this clip at this spot because it's far out and then meet us back. And then I had to call up and be like, dude, we need that camera bag. Like, you guys have to come. So we waited like 45 minutes for them to get there. And then luckily Kai went back and got that bag. Otherwise, that wouldn't have been happening. Exactly. If if you know Kai or if you've ridden with Kai, if you've gotten in a car with <laughs> Kai, you know that he needs to sit in the front seat. Not because he needs to, but because he has to. Yeah. Like yeah. He, the front seat is his life. And yeah. he will defend it like I respect that though. You if, you know, he wants it. And he fucking gets it. He gets in the car <laughs> immediately to claim that thing. <laughs> and it is so fun depriving uh. him of it. <laughs> and we and did... borderline evil. Oh, but fuck him though. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Like we did... Um, I can't wait to get him on the podcast oh, and ask yeah, him about, about front seat. Oh. Dude, okay, we had um, California Coalition. And after like a day, everyone was just like, bro, no one gives a fuck about the front seat except him. And it was like annoying... He would like shotgun front seat, and if he didn't get it, he'd shotgun middle. And then if he didn't get that, he would also he'd always shotgun his scooter going into the car last, so it'd be on top. <laughs> he does that every day, yeah, so yeah, he can get his scooter yeah. out first. Yeah, no. Show me last boots. Yeah, every last time. Last boot. <laughs> I'm sorry, guy. <laughs> All right, I'm also sorry for this car, but I'm sure he already knows this now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm um I'm sorry about this car, but I'm sure he already knows. Um, Coalition California. Yeah, we were we were over it by like the first day, and I think we like me, Nick, Matteo, and Paul just came to a group like, let's make it our mission that he never gets the front seat the entire two weeks. And it was like every morning we were like, all right, Nick, you got it. Like then we'd make sure like before he got out, Nick would be like front seat, and then Kai, you just watch Kai die a little inside. <laughs> and by the Did end, you ever of try and challenge it, like break the rules oh, of yeah. shotgun and try and take but it. But anyway. we would like. As a majority, always back each other up. Like, nah, he called her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he would never get it. And then you, and eventually, I think we gave it to him because you could see it was just fucking killing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, bless his soul. Yeah. If he wants something, <laughs> I mean, it's like it's a good, it's a good testament to his character in scootering. Like, yeah, if he wants yeah. something, he's gonna get it. He like, does, yeah. And he's gonna take it. Like, but you know, it's just the front seat, so we're gonna fucking drill yeah. him for it. It's so funny. Know. All right, Jazz, what was your favorite prank we did on Kai this trip? Oh, good question. So this we just turned into a like wrap up the episode with a roasting on. <laughs> we uh, we Kai. terrorized Kai the whole trip. Yeah. Um, we'll give you a chance to uh, rebuttal all of it when Kai comes on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we, um, <laughs> there's a lot. Let's just list through them. We did the grip tape on the bottom of his deck yeah. twice. Yeah, classic. Twice. And oh, then the best one. Yeah. The best one Did you was try and hide it in a way that he wouldn't see it so till he rid? Have you not seen the video? <laughs> <laughs> after, after. Yeah. So the first one, he got to the station and he realised, he's like, fuck you dudes. And then the next night we were like, all right, let's like cut it down so he can't see it immediately. Yeah. And he, we go to Ramp Fest and he like drops in and then Dylan's filming him and he goes to do a front lip slide and he just Was that... I thought he was doing that on purpose as a joke. No, no that was legit. he had no He idea. didn't know when he gripped. He just gripped oh and then gosh. Dylan's like, needs wax, bro. He's like, bro, that definitely needs wax. That's fine. <laughs> Is <laughs> that real? Flips, yeah, flips his scooter up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and the look on his face. Oh, it's so good. Wow. Okay, next one. Yeah. We... Um, we, he's a like he's very particular about his clothes and his socks like just neatly in a pile 
So I took away every individual sock. So he never had a pair. And I, he was like, and we were like, that's going to fuck with him. He's going to notice immediately, but he didn't. And one morning I was like, bro, are you wearing odd socks? He's like, yeah, I don't know where my socks are, man. <laughs> we're like, all right, this isn't far enough. So we got all these individual socks and started freezing Because <laughs> he them. didn't react. You no. just went gnarlier. <laughs> so we froze them. We like wet a sock, put it in the freezer. And then we wet a pair. <laughs> and it was so funny because they were just solid bricks, like <laughs> weapons. Oh, and dude, the freezer that, was packed full of socks. If I were him, I would have. <laughs> Freaking hit you over the head. Oh, the, the, the freezer dude was like, there was like eight different socks, a couple of pairs just in the drawer of the freezer. We took his. Did they shatter when you threw it on the ground? No. Like You'd I thought it might, yeah, but yeah, nah. Yeah. We um we took his toothbrush, put it in a bottle, and froze it in suspended in water, like in the <laughs> bottle. And then the next day he goes out and buys a new toothbrush because he thinks he's lost it. <laughs> and then we. The mouthwash? The mouthwash. We just added. Just a fuckload of salt to his mouth, right? <laughs> Put it in the freezer because I thought it might freeze, but it didn't because it's like alcohol based or whatever. Yeah. And Kai goes to get his food out of the freezer, moves his mouthwash to the side, gets his food. <laughs> he has no idea. <laughs> oh, sorry. And uh, fuck, he, um, it was like four days later. He hadn't used his mouthwash for a few days. And then he's just like, you just hear him, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck, Kai? <laughs> Did he know it was a prank? Like, yeah, instantly? He'd, yeah. he'd figured that he, like the socks had been unraveled by that point yeah, and yeah, the grip yeah, tape. Yeah. And there was so many others. We dim simmed his, wait, what do you call it? Nugget. Nugget, nuggeted his bags, like turned them completely inside out, put everything back he in. He even, the tool one. Yeah, he doesn't even know about the tool bag yet. We, the, <laughs> <laughs> we did his tool bag and that was so hard. There was yeah. so much. I couldn't even undo the thing. Like, so he had a, he also had a brand new pair of proto wheels in his Aww. suitcase. I hit the bearing out, put a five cent piece instead of the spacer and put the bearing back in. Cunt spent like <laughs> fucking like trying to put his wheel. He spent on. like 40 minutes at like two in the morning, banging this bearing back in outside because they couldn't <laughs> get the bearing back in just outside Kai's room. And you see a bang, 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 trying to get this bearing back in. I went out and hit it on like the street pole outside. Yep. Wow. And then some lady across the road came outside and I just like walked back in like, damn. <laughs> but it sounded like gunshots, man. We did. Oh, there's a couple, last couple. We switched his shampoo into the conditioner bottle and the conditioner into the shampoo bottle. <laughs> and we we're like, he's not even going to notice that fucking dish chuck in to put him into a bowl and then made this big combu- like tobacco, this dishwashing liquid, bourbon, salt, solo, Gatorade. All in like the shampoo and conditioner. And then it turns out it wasn't even Kai's, it was the house's. Because <laughs> I asked him, I was like, Kai, can I use a shampoo and conditioner? He's like, yeah, go for it, bro. I've just been using the one that's the house's. I'm like, you mean those two big bottles? He's like, yeah, they're not even mine. I was like. <laughs> Wait, is this at the B&B? Yeah. yeah. So wow. at the end of it, so he'd been using it. But at the end yeah. of the B&B, like me and I, I like just emptied him. Because yeah. I was like, I can't let the B&B fucking wash their hair with backy. Wow. <laughs> we put a, You're going to get an invoice like, you guys use way too much shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we put a piece of syndicate grip tape in there as well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. It wouldn't have done anything. Oh man, there was, was a, there was a couple the more. The spider, I saw the spider throwing yeah. a fake spider on him. There was so many more, but he um he got me back. Dogs. He left. This was funny as though because he got me back. He super glued my shoelaces together, and I couldn't get it undone, so I had to fucking cut my laces off. And I realized that right as they'd all gone to the airport, and then he messages me. He's like, "Yo, I left my kendama at the house. Can you find it?" I find the kendama, and I was like, "Yeah, Kai." 
pretty bad time for me to realize you super glued my laces and now I have a bit of leverage here with your kendama. And he's like, bro, it, Connell told me to do it. Please, <laughs> please give me back my time. <laughs> Were you coming to the airport too? No, um, I was flying out a day later, uh, but yeah. I, I didn't let him know. I was like, I made him think I never brought his dharma until I was in Brisbane and he like, Oh, this is leaving Melbourne, yeah. You should yeah. have super glued his dharma onto the spike. Oh, and no, then handed loved, it to him. He loves That's that too dharma. Cool. Like the idea, mm. everything we've done is reversible. Yeah, 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 yeah. like yeah. nothing. Yeah, I'm that's joking. You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done any of it. He super glued my socks to the bed frame, dude. And when I pulled the socks off, there was just cotton stuck to the bed frame. So I was like, dude. Then I like scraped it off, scraped off a bit of the paint on the bed frame, and I was like, no, dude. If I'm so glad my name was not on this BNB. Oh man, I mean, I mean, everything we did to him was just like so easily reversible. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. nothing that could ever, you know. Yeah, we uh, threaded his shoelaces backwards, so like the. The bit that you tie up comes out of the bottom and we just like put them back through up and like we see Kai putting his shoes on and like the night before I was like, he's not going to notice. Like I They're reckon he won't know. notice. They're not going to know. And he like puts his shoe on, tries to tighten it, takes it off, has a look, <laughs> just puts it back on and tightens it. And he ended up riding Ramp Fest, the mega ramp with like backward shoelaces. No idea. But it was so funny watching him try to figure it out. He was oh like my God. putting his shoes on, having a conversation. He's like, I t- and then he was just trying to figure it out, and then he just goes with it. Like, oh my god! Oh yeah, and there was Siggy. We put Siggy butts underneath his soles. Never realized that either. Still hasn't. No, eventually no, everything okay. unraveled. I think he just doesn't know about his tool bag. You all convinced him it was your birthday, so that he shouted you KFC, Domino's, <laughs> Domino's. Yeah. And then we told him like it was never his birthday, and he was like, oh. And then he was like, nah, you're fucking with me because everyone was saying happy birthday to him the whole day. So we told him the truth, but because he has no trust with us anymore, <laughs> he believed the lie. It's fucking good oh on Kai. God. Good sport. What a sport. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it was Took great. it all like a champ. Um, Too good. Which brings us to the next segment. I think we're done. I think that's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. It might be it. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you can think of any. I'm sure there's so much more stuff oh, along yeah. your story, but we're, what we're going to try and do is get to 100 episodes and then bring everyone back mm-hmm. at the same. So Will will be 101, yep. Levi will be 102, 103, 104. Let's You're do gonna it. be episode 104, and that may be a year from now, so you'll have a bunch of stuff to fill us in on. Yeah, just a then. podcast every three or four days. Hey? That's a podcast every three or four days. Okay, yeah, now. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 365 days in a year. Yeah. I just, you know, get 100. That's 300 days. What? I'm not going to try and figure out the maths. Oh, okay. No, yeah, there's only 52 weeks in a year, and we we do one podcast a week. We're only going to be up to, like, 56 in a year's time. Yeah. Okay, I follow you, yeah. I don't think I'm at the level of doing this every three days. It's been, like, a month break between the last one and this one. <laughs> well, but yeah. Well, it's been for a good cause and I'm super hyped for the world to see our video. And I'm so hyped to see the other videos, the American, mm. the world team, yeah. the Europe team. Yeah. Despite the so fact sick. that they're definitely not going to beat the Oz video, I'm sure they're still going to be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. It's so hard. Like, nah, there's no, the, no I was pretty... No one is going to be even close. I don't know if we're going to win Oz though did. because Regan Thompson wasn't in the video. Yeah. You know, we just we had to cut you out because you would have just made us feel terrible. Yeah, you know, about our it would have just been like the Regan Thompson. This is scootering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is scootering without Regan. 
thanks, bro. Yeah. But no. Australian scootering without me. It's it's been awesome, and I'm super hyped for <laughs> super hyped for it to come out. Yeah. Right. So stay tuned. Stay tuned for. That's the been the, the the most ongoing theme of the Syndicate podcast has been this is scootering. Yeah. <laughs> and by the time we do the next episode, we'll be like, oh, the video's out. Oh, yeah. I saw your clips in it. Who are we going to do next? It's It was just a hectic podcast. experience, hey, like a month mm. with everyone. That's Is that like, like the gnarliest trip? Like For sure. Like in terms of just... Because you're in competition mode a bit, like trying to get clips every day. I yeah. mean, at least like me, me, at least me and Kai and Dylan and like Will, like there was like maybe like four or five people who were there every day. Yeah. Like... Uh, you, like, Dylan, Kai. Yeah, yeah. And Will, and I'd Will. say. Yeah. Like because everyone else like had other engagements. Like, I was yeah. doing uni the whole time, like wow. every night. Like I had... My final assignment due like last Friday, so I, every night I was writing wow. for uni and doing all that and just and attending lectures and stuff like online. Like, yeah. but I was still able to ride. Yeah. But it was just every single weapon. day. But you are a weapon. We st- having a whole month with the same people was like as amazing as it was hard. You like end up putting ciggy butts in their shoes. Yeah, I mean Kai would have been over it, bro. I mean like. <laughs> But it kind of brought us all closer together. Like we all, <laughs> yeah. we all kind of got so over each other. But like, kind of learnt really how to deal with it. Yeah. And like how to talk to each other more when yeah, we are yeah. frustrated. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like, at least with me and a lot of people, like we're way closer just yeah. from having better understandings of each other. Yeah. And not Feels just character. sick. Yeah, not just yeah. sick of each other. So. Yeah, for sure. Now nah, it was awesome, and I don't know if we're going to be doing coalition next year or if it's going to be this is scootering again. Probably depend on COVID. Yeah, but. It was awesome. Very different to Coalition in the sake, in like the terms of like, you had a week last time or 10 days. Yeah. And it's just go, go, go. Yeah. Like It's weird that they did it for a whole month, to be yeah. honest, compared to the usual week. Because it's, it's not much different than, you know, the previous years well, where it's been a, gr- it's just been the same thing, but in a specific spot. Well, where, the fact you that know. you had mandatory things you needed, like uh, Mega Ram, yeah, yeah. Park, yeah. Street, Bowl, like. Yeah. That's what made it hard. Like, yeah. you know, like good luck in a week filming. Like, because the mega rant was a whole day, and mm. a whole day away from street clips can, you know, can it cost you a lot of street clips. Particularly you know? in Melbourne when the weather is so unreliable, mm, and we yeah. had to make sure we had a full sunny day to do it. Yeah, like we missed out on like three, four days probably with rain, like because mm. it fucked us. But yeah, no, I, I, I don't, I don't, I would not like to get so close to King of the Road, but it would be fun to do a coalition. This is good thing where there is some stupid challenges. Mm. Like, not to get straight, like, as close to it, but it would be fun to do some, like, different well, challenges that yeah, isn't yeah. strictly, like, El Toro, you know? Yeah, mm. yeah, but for sure. who knows? I'm sure they could think of something creative and yeah. I'm down to see what happens We could time. We could pilot it as an Australian-only thing and, and just organise it ourselves. Like, yeah. amongst all the, you know, the whole crew, we could split off into teams of, you know, four and do, you know. Visit the like most that. big objects in Australia. Big banana, big prawn, oh big kangaroo. <laughs> Clip on the big objects. Oh. I've always thought... Not to spin the big mango. I've always <laughs> thought a sick challenge would be um, a dollar a stair for rail or hopping. Oh now, nah, maybe not hopping. Rail. Can't do the same rail twice. One day, so like you go out with a rider and you're like, all right, a dollar a stair. So you go to botanical, boom, sixteen bucks. Find the next handrail you can, or eight stair. It's another eight bucks. 
and you know it's like a cash challenge how many stairs worth of rails can you do in a day and you're obviously limited by time and how many yeah so it it would i was about to say like oh you could just do as many two and four stair rails as you can but that would take up time rails that are that would take up time yeah yeah so you'd want to be looking for like every eight stair you Mm -hmm. could find and just be like oh Got to be a different trick. Oh, Can't do yeah, the yeah, same yeah, trick. Yeah, yeah. Martin plays to be sick. You got the 10 stair bomb down. Three, nah, three, but I reckon three, stairs makes block. it too easy. It would have to be like Have rails. to be a rail, yeah. yeah. If it's just stairs, it'd be too easy. You could go yeah. to every single one stair and do a different trick. Oh, yeah. but then you'd only have 100. The whole, so the whole thing yeah. is just jumping off gutters. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that would be so sick. Yeah. I, li- cool. I like that idea. Copyright Regan Thompson idea. We'll put it in the... In the syndicate, this is scootering. Yeah, <laughs> king of the road, not king of the road. Mad well, Jaws, the road. <laughs> Jaws did something similar where he did like two hundred and ten stairs in one day, where he did a one stair, two stair, three stair, all the way up to twenty twenty one or something like that. With wow. God knows who, what brand it was with, but there's a video. It was like yeah, two hundred and something yeah. stairs in one day. Yeah, and that was sick. But it looks like tiring to yeah, like yeah. also to know like a. I mean, you can know a 20, but do you know a 19, an 18, a 17, mm. all within a driving radius? Yeah, you know? like yeah. that's so far. You just have to drive around and try and plan it out, but also just like, oh. Think about that. He would have only made 210 bucks in a day, you know, and that's him hitting fucking 21, 20 different stair sets, mm. like, and at least fucking 11 of those are super gnarly, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. hectic. So It'd be cool to do like a... Like a one-day video part in one uni or one school of your choice as well. Yeah, like yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Definitely. Get challenging. Get like 10 riders and each of them have a filmer and then like until the only 24 hours before so they've got enough time to maybe go and suss it out the day before. You go, here's your filmer. This is your proximity. Yeah. There's this uni you can do, you know, this uni and anywhere within a 10-minute drive of that. So it's not, you know, just one single spot. But, you know, just like pin drop and go, you and this filmer have all of today. Everyone turns their videos in the next day. It'd be a cool video. Well, it would be sick. Say, like, there's five teams within Australia. You Mm. all meet in Sydney. Each team gets a different location. So, like, you guys are in Tassie tomorrow. You guys are in Queensland. You guys are in Melbourne. You guys are in fucking NT. Oh, and you've got to get there. Yeah, and yeah, then each team has yeah, to get there. Yeah. And then they, so no team knows what they're going into. that would be unfair for... You would have to have the same kind of distance away from the meetings. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. so. I yeah. guess so. Like, but you could do that like a in like... mission or something so you can get there and it starts the yeah. following day. Or you could do it in, like, Brisbane where... Just because Brisbane, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you meet in the very center of the city and you're like, all right, Ipswich, Gold Coast, Sunny Coast, Mm -hmm. go. Just meet at fucking Alice Springs right in the middle of Oz. No, no, like small, you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Simpson Simpson Desert, you got it. (laughs) Fucking hell, bombing all the room. The Dane Tree, let's (laughs) see it. I'm sorry for anyone who's been watching this last, what, 45 (laughs) minutes. Someone, um, in Melbourne yeah. said an idea like filming a full video part but just with one charge of your batteries. Oh. <laughs> I forget who it was. but That'd be legit. Yeah, I reckon that'd be... be uh, dude, that battery intense. is like a new super lithium. Like, as you can see, it's been going. It's not even like half empty for this whole like couple hours God of filming. Damn. And you film on the lowest, film on super low res and stuff. I don't or know if that would save you. Or give him like one, you know, 
you won't even get a clip, 16 SD card, one 16 gig SD oh, card. Oh, wow. Not allowed to delete clips. Not allowed to delete <laughs> anything. Dude. So I would not be invited to that one. <laughs> That's the sick thing about scootering being so young. There's so many ideas that haven't been done. Let's yeah. do some of them. Yeah. We've got to make a pledge to do like at least one of those things we just Definitely. mentioned. Yeah. That'd be fire. Yeah. We're going to do it. All right. Yeah. Film like a team video, but everyone has to ride switch. Oh, for fuck's and sake. And then you mirror the clip in Premiere so it looks like they're riding normal. <laughs> That's the oh my point. <laughs> because then people will be like, oh man, this is a sick video part. And then like two months later. It would just look like you're riding normally. <laughs> you look terrible. <laughs> like you're just riding shit. Like a famous spot is well, just like backwards for some reason. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> when people would start to pick it up. And then you'd be like, oh my God, I thought this was a good video part. Yeah. Then I realize it's switch. Yeah, Imagine someone does that. Like they just mirror their clips that they want switch in their video part <laughs> to make them <laughs> Make sure there's no writing in the background <laughs> of any of the oh clips. My God. Yeah. See that switch double whip back lip I did, bro? I got to tell you guys something. My whole scootering career, so up to this point, even Insta clips, they've all been switched, just mirrored. Oh, yeah. really? God damn. Yeah, you guys don't even know how good I am regular. So you've been playing the long game <laughs> this entire time. Yeah. 11 years from yeah. now, I'll tell them. Yeah. <laughs> so when we ride together, you mirror my eyes as well. No, I just ride the other way. I just ride regular to make you think I'm regular like I am. So you've been True. wearing all these clothes with like backwards riding the entire time. All right, we're going to, let's just call it. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dylan. No worries, mate. What a time. I appreciate you guys having me here. Sorry we forgot to do the Q&A. Norm normally we do a post on Instagram. Oh, true. Oh, we're interviewing this person. Any questions? And then by the end of the episode, we check it and ask you. Obviously, someone hasn't watched the Syndicate podcast. I haven't watched the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I gave no, Levi's like right. a good hour and a half. Yeah, and then no, don't watch Dylan's. Yeah. Just talk shit. Fuck the cunt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you.